Today's episode of Puck Soup is sponsored by Health IQ, which believes the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. So they use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people, including runners like Dave Lozo, cyclists like Dave Lozo, strength trainers like Dave Lozo, and Uh, vegans like none of us. Vegans. (laughs) Vegans. To see if you qualify, uh, get your free quote today at Health IQ dot com slash soup s-o-u-p or mention the promo code soup when you talk to a health iq agent um that's health iq.com slash soup to get your free quote and see if you can secure a lower rate on life insurance because you are a healthy person in all walks of life all walks well i mean not all walks i, Most I, walks. I imagine it being girl scout cookie season that maybe you've is that what it is snuck now? a few tagalongs or samoas here and there or a box like i have in which the ones the week. coconut ones i hate the coconut those ones. are the samoas yeah you don't like those thin mints baby thin mints are really good keep them in the freezer right no why not because i, I, I i'm 40 man my teeth are gonna fall out if i keep chewing on frozen pieces of chocolate man my I mean, dad's the one who 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 wised me up to the idea of putting like chocolate in the freezer he used to put like that's insane he used to put thin mints in the freezer and he also would put um milky ways in yeah, the freezer candy and bars that's in the, the one yeah i mean like they taste oh. really good but like at the same time that's the that's the toothbreaker yeah right you ever like bite into a butterfinger that's been frozen like it's like chewing on a pipe I've Ru- never had a butterfinger. It, it, it ruins frozen. it ruins the candy bar. Ruins the candy. It's like putting tomato on a sandwich. Ruins the sandwich. Tomato. How do you not like juicy, sweet, delicious tomato? It's good for you. That's oh, the fucking worst, man. Um, by the way, I, I was at the Ranger Brewing Games this week, and they had the giant bowl of candy yet again. So I loaded up on butterfingers, and then there was a reporter from Boston that was there, and, and she's like, "Is there any place to get some water in here?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. You go to this room that's right by the elevator. You go inside, get some water. You can get some coffee if you want." Um, she's like, okay, cool. I'm like, also, there's like a big bowl of candy. She's like, oh, I, I don't like candy too much. I'm like, all right, but like they have miniature butterfingers. She goes, butterfingers? <laughs> <laughs> wait, did, wait, did she like not classify a butterfinger as candy? I, I think she probably thought it was like, I don't know what she thought. Like I say a big bowl of candy. Maybe she thinks it's like you're at your great aunt's house and it's like that chalk candy. It's or like the, the weird wrapped up uh, suckers that they have that aren't butterscotch, but they're kind of fruit maybe a little Werther's? bit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Those are good. But I said butterfinger bars and it was like kid in a candy store. See, Literally. Like, I, I would never have the butterfingers. I'd always want to go with the candy that's more like breath neutral. Mm -hmm. You know, like no no peanut butter. Just get Mm -hmm. like a little Milky Way in there. Perhaps I was able to tell in the back of my mind that I was in for a hell of a ride that night when the Bruins pointed the game away roughly five minutes into the second period. So load up on Butterfingers, Chief. You're going to need them. The best was like the Rangers scored first in that game and everyone's tweeting, Rick Nash is exactly what teams need, Rick Nash. And then like four minutes later, it's like (laughs) five to one. Rick Nash hasn't done anything since. Uh, we should mention the Patreon is still rolling. Thank you to everybody who signed up. Uh, we have uh, gotten a bunch of new subscriptions in the last week, probably because we released the new uh, uh, top 10 list we did on the best jerseys of all time. Oh, right. People are mad at me about that. Yeah, they did not like your opinions. The Minnesota, uh, the, the, you said something about the Minnesota Wild that did not sit well. The Minnesota people. Wild logo with the with the trees and the moon or the sun, whichever one it is, who cares? It's it's, it's a bad logo. It's a great logo. It's, it's a so terrible. Yeah. The point of a logo should just be that it looks cool. Like like the Team North America hat you're wearing. Oh. Like there's no like, you know, oh, this represents the wild call it's, of the like no, it's just a, <laughs> it's just two interlocking letters that look cool. That's all you need, man. It's like a T, but it's in the sun and the sun makes right. the N. Right. And like the wolf is howling here because the wolf represents the wolf like nature of a ah, just fucking make give me like a cool MW and you're you're all set. You know who MW. has a, you know who has a wolf like nature? The old podcast. Mark Wahlberg. Guess what he's in? 
Daddy's Home 2. That's oh, right. Jesus. More daddies, more mayhem, as Puck Soup is also brought to you by Daddy's Home 2, the hilarious film starring Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and John Lithgow and Mel Gibson. Yeah, I have no comment on that. Get the film critics are calling the perfect family comedy on Fandango now, two weeks before Blu-ray. Daddy's Home 2, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Sticks and hits and goals and saves and slap shots and goons. We've got the commentary to what a few commute. But we also cover movies, TV shows, hits and tunes. It's your weekly bowl of hoggy and nonsense. I'm Dave. Dave Lozo of uh, the internet and that's my intro part i'm greg wishinski of espn why do you rush it you, you gotta you gotta let it simmer and, and like then do it simmer like a puck soup like which a, is what you're in right now <laughs> <laughs> like a nice bisque uh we Sick. both I, I will say this oh that was loud uh well, i'll say this we both had really strong uh twitter days today you did a fake a fake press release on the uh, no, I was I had a tweet that I did, and then I looked away for two hours, and I came back, and it had like seven hundred likes. It was a tweet where I said, "There's a there's a naked guy at the Eagles parade." Oh right, and he's he's covered in cream cheese, cream cheese. and he said that because the Eagles covered the spread, he covered he the spread now covers him. People believe it. And then I went and like I watched for an hour and twenty minutes the Cloverfield paradox, and I came back to Twitter and saw like my my mentions, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this can't be good." Mm-hmm. And, and mine was, was the fact that Alex Burroughs uh, refused to talk to the media today. And I said that he was uh, parsing out information on a knee-to-nose yeah. basis. I almost did that joke yesterday. Yeah, it's a good thing he didn't. I thought it was about there it. for me. Low-hanging like, yeah. fruit. Yeah, need to know because you need a guy in the back of the head. We might as well start with that. I mean, like twice. Ten games was about what I was expecting. Uh, not necessarily what Bruce Garriock or Don Brennan or Ian Mendez. Hold on, you're telling me the local people that cover a team <laughs> did not agree with the length of a suspension of a player they all talk to and cover on a daily basis. We talk about local media no biases way. later in the show, by the way, with uh, Charlotte Wilder, our, our returning guest. Um, Char, I, I, uh, you could have gone even longer, dude. It was honestly like <laughs> insane. There's, there's one, th- it's one thing it's to MMA say that shit. you're tangled with a guy on the ice. MMA is legal, so technically <laughs> Alex Burrow should have gotten <laughs> zero games. This does qualify him to be a beat writer in Denver. The, the, the <laughs> like, it's one thing if you're on the ice in a scrum and like weird shit happens, and he took his leg and he dropped the knee into the guy twice, like he was. You know, Ric Flair is setting up somebody for a figure four. That happened to Taylor Hall. It reminds me in a Devils game where he got hit really hard or he hit somebody really hard and then everyone went behind the net to fuck him up and there was a guy on the ground unconscious and then everybody piled onto that guy and he got kicked in the head yeah. while he was down. But, you know, that's a different and thing. And there was also a situation a few years back where James Neal need Brad Marchand in the head as he was, like, doing a drive-by, yeah, basically, little, and he got five games by. for it. But this was, like, the most... Remember, uh, to bring up James Neal again, remember when James Neal went batshit in that Flyers uh, Penguin series, series yeah. and he just started chasing around people to beat the shit out of them? And like anybody who, who he could hit, he was going to hit. Mm-hmm. And he got like a, a one game suspension because the NHL's like, quiet time. <laughs> just take a knee, bud. Like, take a knee. Oh, yes. That's what Burroughs was doing, man. Like, Burroughs was chasing fucking Taylor Hall around the ice, and he punches them as they're standing next to each other. 
And then, and then play, the play ends, and then he bulldogs him down to the ice and starts punching his head on the ice. All because he got checked. Right. And then the linesmen jump in. They're like, hey, break it up, boys. And, and, and Burroughs is like, not until I <laughs> drop the knee a couple times. Wait, like, wait, the linesmen are 1940s cops in New York? Break it up, boys. Break it up, boys. Break it up, boys. You'll break never up, get yeah. me, linesman. And then he dropped the knee and said twice. <laughs> but like, 10 games was fucking gracious based on what he did in that, on that play and, and based on the fact that he's been suspended once and fined five times. Yeah, No, no, no. I, I read some stuff. I saw some tweets where it was like, well, James Neal only got the five. I hate this sport. I hate, I hate, I hate everything about it. I, I do. Hmm. I hate the fact that today, breaking news, the Cleveland Cavaliers have traded Dwayne Wade and you're like, wow, that's amazing. A team that's out of it and knows it's out of it is now giving up and trading a big name player. This just in, the Niners have signed Jimmy Garoppolo to a long-term deal. Oh my, wow, that's smart because they need a quarterback. They got their quarterback. Breaking news, Brendan Smith has been waived. <laughs> what? That's it? Brendan Smith got waived on his birthday like by Rick, the Rangers. Rick Nash hasn't been traded yet. Michael Grabner hasn't been traded yet. And no one, Ryan McDonough, Matt Zuccarello. Nope, it's just, oh, Rangers, big news about, oh, what do they do? Uh, they waived the guy they gave four and years that's not to. True. Now, they did release that letter, which we'll get to in a second. But I will, I will oh, say yeah, this about, like, I want to be a ghost of Christmas future. And go visit Brendan Smith next year, and be like, "Woo, Brendan!" Last year, "Woo, Brendan Smith, you signed a four-year contract, and the team gave up two draft picks for you. You must feel very secure." Actually, yeah, I really do. I'm looking forward to. You won't be here in less than a year on your birthday. They will release you. Wait, okay. First of all, first, first of all, that's not how the Ghost of Christmas Future works. <laughs> how does it work? He doesn't go back in time and, and lie to you about something that's going to happen. He takes you into the future to show you your future. So no, well, I, I skipped over that, but yeah. like that, I thought. <laughs> was inferred. Like, like it was inferred that at some point he did some to the future, and they're looking at his life and the future. It's all about lessons, right? right. Like, yeah, your 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 ghost is being a dick to him. Like, so Ooh. my ghost is more like a, a ti- like a time traveler of some sort. Like, 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 like when the Flash came back and visited Batman and Dawn and Dawn of Justice, and no yes. one knew what that scene was about. And, and they still never, doesn't. They never went back to it, right? And never really referenced uh, it in, in, in Justice League. And, and you and you and you bust my chops for thinking comic movies are bad. Can't no, what's, out where I get the funny from. part about that was that, that that the thing that he talked about actually played out in Justice League, where he's like, the key to the whole thing is Lois Lane, mm-hmm. and then Lois Lane ends up being the person who like stops uh, Superman from like going berserk when he gets resurrected in Justice League. Spoilers. Spoiler! Um, Wait, he comes back to life? No. At no point does Batman ever turn to the Flash and be like, I knew this was going to happen <laughs> because you came and visited me through my computer screen. <laughs> like, which to me would be like salient information. Buddy, I got something crazy to share with you. But why wouldn't he say it the first time he meets him? Why wouldn't he just be like, hey, weren't, weren't you in a vision I had once? You look really familiar to me. No, you never met me before. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I did. You came through my computer screen. They told me Superman will go berserk. No, it doesn't sound like me. I really don't want to do this movie anymore. Oh. Nothing makes sense. If there's even a 1% chance this movie will make $200 million, we got to take it as a 100% chance. I'll be back for the next one. Have you ever seen Argo? <laughs> what? Argo. Oscar winning film. Uh, the director wasn't nominated for best director inexplicably, but it won the Oscar. You know what's funny? I, I if you put a gun to my head and said, because what is it? It's like it's like Greta Gerwig isn't nominated, or she is. There, she is nominated. There's someone who's not nominated for best director that has best picture. It was Mar- Oh, it's the fucking three billboards. Right? Right. That's a bad example. But like honestly, I don't know what a director does. <laughs> Truthfully, like if someone's like, what does a director do? I don't know. A- action. And then I think, it, 
I like act. to me a director is like I always thought a director storyboards things like you know here are the here is the sequence of the action scene and that kind of thing. I always and I always yeah. feel like the direct like when George Lucas directed the Star Wars movies, his direction was um, faster. <laughs> That's what they say. And, and it became a giant joke. And, and it was like, no, he wouldn't really tell anybody anything about the movie. He would just be, um, faster. <laughs> Speak faster. <laughs> and that led to the great Harrison Ford line during Star Wars. He's like, George, you know, something like, something in effect of, you, you can write this shit, but you can't say it or something like that. Um, I also think, like, if you want to, if you want to talk about what a, a director does, my favorite movie of the year is The Florida Project. In that movie is an amazing child performance by this girl, Brooklyn Prince. She's fantastic in it. Brooklyn Prince. Yep. Welcome to 2018. My, my, friend. my friend. My friend's got a daughter named Brooklyn, and, but mm-hmm. she's older. She's like eight. Oh, I don't know. How Brooklyn old, Decker but... is now probably in her mid twenties, right? Oh, she's probably older than that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's All a right. good point. Brooklyn Decker. Um, so, anyways, so so the the big debate about that movie is this little girl gives this amazing performance. Wasn't nominated for best actress. Um, people were saying, well, she's a kid. She's just being a kid. That's what kids do. But the director. Got this. If, if you don't believe that it's inherent in her that she was that good, then Sean Baker, the director, got but, that performance out of right, her. Right, but how do you know? How do you know? Like, how much of it is like Francis McDormand? You don't. Right, right. So it's hard for me to be like, there's a definite correlation well, that between was, two things. That was like, always my my thing about like it's Rob. like coaches in sports where we're just right. like that guy's great. I don't know. He's good. He's in the locker room. The team's good. So I guess he's good. You yeah. Know? I don't know. Like, do we really know how good Paul Thomas Anderson is, or do he just have the best goalie in the league and, and <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis and all of his movies? Yeah, and like and like Wes Anderson, same thing. He gets a bunch of actors that are really good at what they do and just right. throws them throw some words. That's at like him. that's Dude. why I always thought it was fascinating that like Robert Altman gets put over as one of the best directors of all time. He had these casts of like twenty five people and they're all fucking phenomenal like oh the player's a great movie kudos to robert altman i'm like but you built it around tim robbins and he's great i never saw that movie oh it's a great movie. what's it about it's about uh hollywood and murder and stuff it, it, and actually mm. it's funny at the time it was seen as a scathing satire and much like network i feel like now it's just like kind of told the future of what happened and shit have you seen the commercials or the trailers for that new wes anderson cartoon dog yeah all the dogs like that's a see. That's a director right there. Like that's a guy whose fingerprints and style is all over the movies that he does. I think that's the other thing too about directors like Coen Brothers, Wes Anderson, Spielberg. But that's just uh, that's, PTA, but that's, like, that's set design. You know, but like, no, it's not set design. It's a it's, a, it's an aesthetic. Scouting. It's 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 the way people deliver lines. It's it's all of that stuff mm. comes from the director's point of view. Zack Snyder is a fucking director. Like you see a movie, it's a Zack Snyder movie. Like if it's bad, I know it's. If it's bad and it has a lot of slow mo and oversaturated colors, you know it's a Zack Snyder movie. Like J.J. Abrams, if it takes place in space and it's boring somehow and has lens flare, you know it's J.J. Abrams. You know it's J.J. Boy, you got to see the Cloverfield Paradox. I can't wait. I, you so... saw it and you said it. I, listen, I don't care how shitty the movie is. The 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 audaciousness of 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 like the makers of that of Paramount, I guess it was, who sold the yeah. movie to Netflix, being like, we've got a giant shit burger on our hands, and Netflix is like, give it to us, <laughs> knife and fork we've on the got table. An idea. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you got to do though: when you watch it, record yourself watching the last three minutes of it, because I want to see your natural reaction to All the right. very the very end before the credits roll. I'll do that. I burst out laughing. Those YouTube flicks videos always do really great. Like, I really like when people tape football games and then pretend that they're <laughs> yeah. watching it live again and, like, throw themselves into the, the television because they're so upset. The Ringer posted a five-minute thing of, like, them all watching the game. Did you see that video? No, I didn't see that video. Yeah. Our friend Katie Baker's in it, and, like, she's got the, she's got the dog and the kid in there, and they're just, like, oh, oh. Speaking of Katie Baker... 
<laughs> the New York Rangers. Poor Katie Baker. Uh, the Rangers have released, as we do this show, hours ago, released a letter to their fans after the public national embarrassment that was their it, game against the It was the actually two letters. You see that? It was F and U. Hmm. <laughs> oh, That's good. Uh, as you know, since the 2005-06 season, we have been a highly competitive team. We have played 129 playoff games, won the President's Trophy, bliggity, bliggity, blah, blah. As we do every season, we have been continuously evaluating our team, looking for areas that can be improved to enhance our chances of winning. We begin the process of reshaping our team this past summer. As we approach the trade deadline later this month and into the summer, we'll be focused on adding young, competitive players that combine speed, skill, and character this may mean we lose some familiar faces, guys we all care about and respect. While this is part of the game, it's never easy. Our promise to you is that our plans will be guided by our singular commitment, ensuring that we are building the foundation to our next Stanley Cup contender. Signed by uh, Jeff uh, Glenn Sather and Jeff Gorton, President and General Manager, respectively. They're trading Lundquist. They can't. In the summer, they can. They can't do it now. No, they're not going to do it now. But, yeah. like, I mean. They have to. Why would you release a letter like this if it's going to be like we're we're trading Zuccarello? Eh, Ryan McDonough. People love Ryan McDonough. It could be that it's Ryan McDonough. Like this this letter is just also like this letter is good in a way because you're being honest and direct and saying, look, here's the deal. We know we know what we are. We're being realistic. We're going to have to make some moves. But do you really want the guy? who just gave Brandon Smith four years and $17 million and is now waving him to be in charge of this. Like that's a little, like I saw that report where Bob McKenzie said that for Rick Nash, they want a first, a top prospect and then like a lower tier prospect. Now, look, I'm someone who believes that whenever you have to, whenever you have to mortgage the future for a guy that hasn't cracked 40 points in three years and consistently fails in the playoffs and he's a rental, you have to go all in and get that guy. You have to mortgage your future for it. But... (laughs) As 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 much as Jeff Gordon wants to get that, he's not going to get that. You can probably get that for Ryan McDonough. You can probably get something nice for Matt Zuccarello. Michael Grabner has a shit ton of empty net goals. I hope hopefully no GM looks too closely at that. But it's good. It's I think good he's. To tear I, it down. I think I think he's getting what he's asking for for Nash. I don't. I mean, you're going to have at least there's pedigree three or there. Four teams the that, are, that are stuff, angling for him that really like him. He's here's the thing: is like his numbers are shitty, but he's still good. Yeah, for sure. But he's not first round top prospect. He's not Matt Duchesne good. He's he's not. But I mean, like he's Martin Hansel good. Yeah. What does Martin Hansel do every time somebody fucking picks him up? Right. In but the I th- listen. I, I I think Nash and Dallas are like the match made in heaven. Hitch loves him. Nash loves Hitch. They have a need for for a, a winger on the second line. Like I think that's the perfect place for him. Because also, hmm. no one will think. No one will look at him and be like. You know, you got to step up your game and be the man because they've got you know, fucking one of the best first lines in hockey. Like, I think that's a perfect landing spot for him. Quiet market, somewhat expectations, coach that trusts him, coach he trusts. It's great. Ready? Ready? Go ahead. Vegas. Nash Vegas. Nash Vegas. Nash Vegas. Thank you. I, I, on the serious tip, though, do you think that, Nash, that Vegas should do anything? Because I don't. Like, why would you touch the chemistry in that room right now? Oh, fuck chemistry. You need better players. If you're what do better players? They're fucking, they're a 
point off the league lead. William Carlson shooting like eighty one percent. Like you, at some so point, you're going to make moves based him. on the, the the idea that there's going to suddenly be regression for a team that hasn't regressed since fucking October. What do you mean? They're kind of they're kind of in the middle of it right now. The middle of what? The middle of being a point out from being the NHL's best team. What's their record the last ten games? Oh oh my god, you're right. They've not been winning at a fucking seven hundred or eight hundred percent clip. What do you think regression is? They're but, they're regressing. They're totally regressing. regressing. To what though? You're saying regressing. Regressing to what? They're a, a, an expansion franchise. So then, so then, then they should sell. Then, according to you, if you if you feel like that, they. I, I just. I, what do you want them to do? I'm I'm fascinated by this idea that a team that has achieved this much should be like, you know what? Oh my God, it's all slipping away. This season that we didn't expect to happen at all. Away? We need to get Rick Nash. What do you mean slipping away? You just you said they're regressing. They're a contender, right? Mm. You're sitting here telling me I don't you, you I don't understand anything you just said. I'm I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. You're saying that they should make a move because of why? So you're telling me? Hold, no, no, no. Tampa. Answer my question. You, no, they should you make mean? a move because why? Well, you're over here telling me that they're they're a good team and all this. You said they shouldn't make a trade because of chemistry. I'm saying that that team right now, one what first line through four. You think this team will win a Stanley Cup right now as as it's built? These, yes. No, it can't. Come on. What do they need? Better players. Like better every, players. Like every team does at the trade deadline. Like every What's team a better player. Go- what, do you, what, what do you put on that team that makes them better than being a point out from the NHL lead? Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough. Any good defenseman. I mean, they don't have the stuff to get these guys, but I mean, the idea that they should do nothing. They roll teams. They should. Oh, man. What? God. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out, like, what, what is it that they've done and they accomplish and they are... That you think would be improved by so, Ryan so McDonough, and what, also what do you think Tampa hold on, should do? hold on, Nothing? hold on, hold on, and what do you trade for Ryan McDonough off that roster or for the from the future? A one hmm. for a team that doesn't have a farm system? You got to factor that in too. They don't have a farm system. You're, you're, you're like you're you're doing you're doing like the like the online argument thing where you're shuffling things around I'm, and changing I'm, the no, argument. I'm looking at the big picture. You're like add Ryan McDonough, you get a better defenseman. Okay, well then what what does that portend for the rest of the team? Who do you trade off the roster? Alex Tuck? Like, what do you do to get Ryan McDonough? Boy, how many straw men you got in the room right now? I'm, I'm waiting to hear it. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm, 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 I'm over I'm here waiting, saying that they I'm could use better the other, players. What, what the and other you got me trading Alex Ryan McDonough. Tuck. Well, again, well, what does Ryan McDonough cost? What, do you, what does George McPhee be like, I'll fucking take him. And so, then the Rangers are like, here, we'll trade Zuccarello and McDonough for you. And you send us a bunch of T-shirts. So no rentals, no nothing. You think they should just stay exactly how they are? I think I would keep that pristine. What, what about Tampa? Tampa shouldn't do anything either? No, Tampa's, Tampa's fine. You can get, add something to Tampa. Why not, saying, but why not But Vegas? Tampa's not playing with house money. Vegas is playing with house money. There's no reason to change that roster oh. whatsoever. Everything's worked beyond expectation. There's no reason to tweak. That makes no sense. Why? Because the expectations were low before the season. Now that they're a contender, they shouldn't do anything because of what people thought about them four or five months ago. Come on. No, the expectations are for Tampa that you have a, a, a two-year window right now to win before you have to pay Vasilevsky and pay, and pay Kucherov and have to make some really interesting decisions with the rest of your roster. Vegas is not in that position. So Vegas is just going to be good forever now because they were good their first year. No, I'm year. just saying that Vegas doesn't have to worry about a window to win. No one expected them to win this year. They didn't expect to win this year. But now look where they are. Again, who cares what they expected before the year? Look where they are now. You, but you're, you've, you've successfully waltzed around the idea of what you have to give up if you're Vegas to get Ryan McDonough. What is it you give up? They don't have a prospect pool. Well, they don't, it doesn't have to be Ryan they McDonough. They, it could be they, anybody. It could be they, anybody they, who's they, available. You know, they're an expansion team that doesn't want to give up a first rounder because they don't have a prospect pool. They certainly right. don't want to trade anything off the, out of their top six for Ryan McDonough or a player of that ilk. What about anybody? You, so you're telling me there's no, no no one on the on the market who's going to be available to trade that line can make Vegas better. I don't know. Is there? Oh my god. What? What Vanek? 
In Vegas? <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Evander Tom, Kane Thomas Vanek, in Vegas. A, a Thomas Van- <laughs> Seriously, they should put like a Vegas line together. <laughs> they go out. They go out and they get. They put Kane, Vanek, and who else is a? I guess. I guess maybe, they, maybe I have they, a, a bias because I've been there and I've been in that room and I, I've oh, seen here we go. the way it works. Oh, you've seen the way it I works. I just don't think that there's any reason to add anything to that team this year. Let it roll. Let it roll with what you got. You, they've those players have earned. The, the right to get better to try to, to win the cup together and oh, not God. have some oh, some ringer come on for a few months it's like you know hey do you have a chip on your shoulder like we do because your team threw you away at the expansion draft no i'm just oh. here to earn a little bit of money <laughs> and then go get more money somewhere else i don't really care about any of this vegas stuff wait who's the valley girl on the team that you're talking about right now it's apparently. probably it would have been dustin brown like um, my god i don't i'm just saying <laughs> if 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 you if you don't believe that team is good enough to win the cup, then just sell. Who oh, the the Golden Knights? Yeah, I think they are good enough to win the cup as they're as they're built right now. Absolutely. Uh, what they're they're one point off the NHL. You don't think they're going to lose in the first round? Of the no. Play- oh boy, they have home ice advantage. First of all, I just don't I, I just I don't I just I don't understand. Like don't they've re- achieved this much, and you're like, but they really need to add this other thing that will keep them from regressing or to win a playoff series that theoretically we don't even know what they look like in the playoffs like it's 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 an all bets are off team we don't know what they are i like how you keep using vegas terminology to describe them all bets are off they're all in right now house money you think that they're the flop they're not the flop (laughs) they're not gonna flop they're going all in they're hitting on 14 i just think if you if if you feel like they can win the cup this year then you have to do something to improve your roster going into the playoffs what why they're this idea that you can't improve the Vegas roster when they just picked up all these guys what in an expansion draft. Try- like, okay, you, you can add defense a defenseman, depth. but again, like the, the quality of defenseman you're, that you're talking about, like a Mike Green or a or a, a Ryan McDonough is going to cost you futures. What do you think, Mike, do you think futures. Mike Green's going to cost? What do you think Mike Green? You don't think cost? Mike Green, based on the fact that there's no other defenseman available with an expiring contract, isn't going to get a one? A one. You don't think Mike Green gets a first round pick? This tra- the trade deadline to you is very interesting. I feel like you think What did Kevin like- Shattenkirk cost last year? Kevin Shattenkirk? Yeah. Oh, we'll find out. Yeah, he didn't cost a first. He cost a legit prospect. He cost a second and a th- well, it was that weird conditional pick. I don't mm-hmm. know what it ended up being. It was like if he had if he had like if he pulled Glamdring's sword out of a out of a rock, he would he's a first. But if he, uh, if he lost the Zach Sanford, a first round pick and a conditional future second round pick. So yeah, he did cost. A oh, first. he did cost a first. All right, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, Mike Green's going to cost a first. I don't think so. I don't like when we fight, but I think you're so fucking wrong about this Vegas thing that it kills me. But like, I don't understand. The, I don't understand your logic of they were. They, no one thought they could do this. So now that they're here at this point, and this is the reality, they shouldn't do. That's not else. simply the logic. The logic is they've achieved this much with the lineup that they have, and allow this lineup to go as far as it can. So why not do that with every team that's really good during the regular season? Well, because other because uh, like I said, like I said, it, other teams have different contextual issues. The Tampa Bay Lightning have to worry about winning in the next two years before they have to start jettisoning guys like Tyler Johnson from their roster to re-sign Vasilevsky and and uh, and Kucherov, gonna, and then bring in Eric Carlson. What's Vegas going to be in the next two years? You think they're going to be like a contender? Like they've got time to just. This may be their window for like five to ten years. They may, so? they may not be good again next year. So you do what then? <sighs> bring on a guy with with two years left on his deal, three years left on his deal. No, I think we do. No- I do nothing. You're right. Do nothing. And just you. I'm glad that you came around to my way of thinking. If you want to see Vegas win the cup, there's only one place to go. By the way, wait, where? <laughs> SeatGeek. Is it? <laughs> I didn't know that. It's the smartest. 
easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, whether you're searching for last-minute deal, you need the perfect gift, you want to see the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup with the current roster configuration that they have and not add any pieces, uh, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. I've got the app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way. I found a shop for tickets for a hockey game with the fam, some Broadway seats to go see Waitress like I did the other week. Uh, I could be anywhere with just a few taps. I can instantly find seats. Uh, it's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They grade every ticket based on value to help you get the best bang for your buckaroo. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop with confidence. If you get a lower bowl seat for a Vegas playoff game, be assured with confidence that you're going to get the best price and that they're probably going to win with the current roster that they have. <laughs> best of all, listeners to Puck Soup get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code SOUP, that spells soup. Uh, that's promo code SOUP for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And thanks again to everybody who uh, tweets at us their uh, photographs of them having used SeatGeek to purchase tickets. It's really cool. It helps them know that their uh, patronage of this dopey podcast is uh, worthwhile. Speaking of wild. Let's bet real quick. Well, go ahead. Mike Green. First round pick or no at the trade deadline? Is he worth it? 10 bucks. I say no. I'll go 20 and I'll say yes. Okay, done. Now, ah. hold on. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, now, I, now I, it occurred to me that there needs to be a caveat here. Okay. He has to actually be traded. You can't win this bet if he's not traded. Oh, okay. Yeah. If he's traded, uh, that's, a, that's a fair condition, right? You think I was really going to make you give me 20 bucks if the, if the Red Wings held on to him for some reason? Fucking Rumpelstiltskin over here. Every time I try to do a better a bargain with you, it's always come back to bite me on the ass. Wait, Rumpelstiltskin? Yeah, he, he with the the girl who pricked her finger and the... she have to say her... Charlotte Wilder is a writer for SB Nation. Charlotte. Wait, so is it a bet? Yeah, it's a bet. Okay, shake on it. There, I fake, I fake shook. Yeah. Uh, she's a writer for SB Nation. She went to the Super Bowl for the first time and has many tales about doing videos that involve taking Zach Parise to an aquarium and finding out that he's afraid of fish in confined places and also what Radio Row was like. And then also we talk about the sports media and uh, objectivity. Objectivity. Is and, it lost on today's youth? And homers and homer announcers and all kinds of good stuff. And she is a two time, two time, two time guest here on Puck Soup. And we're very, very happy to have her back. And we'll, uh, here she is. Charlotte Wilder is a uh, part of the two-time club, along with David Ehrlich, a return guest on Puck Soup, but never being in this pro- more professional studio. Mm-hmm. The first time we talked <laughs> to you was in the Yahoo studio, yeah. which was, if memory serves, a little desk in the corner of a larger room that had maybe a spotlight on it. Oh, that was the corner. That was when we were still in the fuzzy, like, black We were in the thing, fuzzy black not room. Not the tiny. Yeah, yeah white, I felt like room. I was in the wings of a school play, except the school play was like a Yahoo green screen with like a hologram of Katie Couric on it or something. Oh, yeah, right. that's right. Was yeah. it? Am I hallucinating? Uh, no. Was it? It was, no. A, it was at a white screen. It was like a white, like, like slalom yeah. thing. Yeah, uh-huh, it right? felt... Or that it, was the other room. It felt like a... Like a there were a two rooms club. that were identical, but a little. It was different. a very sad. I felt like a sad club. Yeah. This feels like a cool yeah. content. Like bottle like bottle service at that club was actually uh, old <laughs> Snapple. Yeah, diet. Diet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Snapple ranking. Go ahead. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Put me on the spot like that. There's, uh, there's only like 75 different versions of Snapple. Give me top. Literally, I don't know if I can name. Uh, Without question, I couldn't reg- name a single Snapple. Regulation Snapple. lemon. Okay, yeah, normal raspberry. Normal lemon, raspberry, 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 um, and uh, 
Brett Michael is there had, a green tea one? Brett Michael had his own sure. flavor for a while there. Oh, like, yeah, that's like, right. And it was really good. Wait, I forget a what poison? it was. Like a bre- no, 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 no. <laughs> Brett Michael. Okay. I, it's, I, it's, I, like, it's like Natalie Merchant and 10,000 Maniacs. Natalie Merchant had her own Snapple, not 10,000 Maniacs. I was, I am an Arizona girl for big, big Arizona guy into the, when I was in, oh, this is actually, I forgot about this until right now. When I was in high school, mm. I used to bring um, a huge, not leader, but you know those like, those bottles that kind of look like handles of whiskey of Arizona iced tea, I would bring the diet green teas to my exam. And one teacher was like, she like saw it on my desk and was like, what is that? She, are you drinking? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, that was at the semi formal, but I got <laughs> <laughs> kind of a badass, you guys. When I'm not I was sure if you know that. Hammered at the exam. When I was yeah, in who, middle like, school, I my item that I would bring to school was Tic Tacs. Oh yeah, I was the kid. Did you give them to all the girls in middle school? Yes, were they of actual drugs? Like, <laughs> who had so no? They tic-tacs. were really Tic Tacs. <coughs> I was the kid in middle school who not only had Tic Tacs all the time, but wore sweatpants. Ooh. So you could definitely find me at any point by the jingle jangle of the Tic Tacs or my boner. That's actually, that's actually how you dress for the strip club too, isn't it? You wear the Tic Tacs oh and the sweatpants. They don't, they, they don't like that. That's I'm like, like Desire. You're really great at lap dances, but. Experiment? <laughs> yeah, what flavor? What color? Oh, it would definitely be uh, one green of the ones. white ones. Yeah, the definitely. green ones. Yeah, the dark green ones. Oh, the yeah. dark green ones. Okay. Yeah, the white and ones. Then, the white ones and the green ones were the same thing. They were just like no, yeah, like Pepsi and Crystal Pepsi. They, get out, the or, flavor, or, right? get out of here! They're, more to the point, light blue, dark blue Gatorade. They're kind of the same thing. They just have a different hue. No, the worst. That's crazy. The no, worst I'm feeling in the world though is when you hear the of Tic Tacs and then you're like, hey, Tic Tacs, and they're like, yeah, here's orange. Like fuck you. That's not even a fucking breath. I can't eat orange anymore because once. When I was little, I ate an entire box of orange ones and like really messed up my tongue. You know when your tongue gets like it hurts from the like certain candies? Yeah. Orange yeah, I have trouble. I also uh I drank I drank so much Gatorade this mm. past week when I had the flu. Mm-hmm. I haven't drank that much Gatorade. You know when you're little and you can just like mainline Gatorade? Like Gatorade is yeah. Yeah. You shotgun Gatorade. Yeah. And as an adult, um it feels different. I remember as a kid, I used to play basketball, like out in the sun for like three hours, just stay on the court all day. And after after you're 17, you can go drink anything you want. For some reason, I would chug like a two liter of Inca Cola. What? And be totally fine. And now, like, if I jog for like 30 minutes, if I don't have like the right balance of water yeah. and like protein, <laughs> right. I'm dead for dead. two days. Wait. My kid, my kid uh, she's seven. This she plays soccer. Huge. What's that? I just she... said it explains so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Chris. My kid's seven. She plays soccer, so she gets Gatorade now when she plays soccer. Oh, nice. And then like we'll go out, and and I'll be like, "What do you want to eat?" And like she'll be like, "Pizza." I'm like, "That's fine." What do you want to drink? She's like, "Can we get Gatorade?" I'm like, "What are you doing right now?" She's like, "Watching YouTube." I'm like, "So not soccer?" <laughs> so uh, no. Wow. <laughs> you can't have a sugary uh, electrolyte bomb. Can you really? guess, guess we know who's a lame dad. Yeah. Oh fuck off! Like, <laughs> great. Nice. No, like I'm one of the. I'm like I let my kid do all kinds of shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like I'm pretty strict on on like beverage consumption. No, I think I that's I swear right. to God, like I would not look the like the fucking Jabba that I am now <laughs> oh, were it, were it for my go. parents not having goddamn fucking two liter bottles of fucking Mountain Dew. Inca Cola, in man, was pure sugar. Wow. It was yeah, give, my... her the, give her G2. Give her the sugar-free Gatorade. You keep on saying Inca Cola. I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Me neither, but I didn't want to say anything because I thought yeah, Greg knew and I didn't want to be the loser. sort of a Mexican cola? It was like a brand of like this green, sweet, super sugary soda. You don't remember that? Google it. 
What is this like a, a Shoprite brand? Was this like special to it? Is it like is it like Mountain Mist? <laughs> no, it was like a real soda. Yeah, really okay. Yeah. This is something that Dave's parents like. It's like they took green tang or something and no. like put it in a fake bottle and we're like, yeah, this is only nineties kids know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> my my parents would always get Mountain Dew and then they would always get RC Cola. Because they have RT Cola at Chase Stadium, and my dad wanted to feel like, wow. more like he was part of the Mets fan. <laughs> you had the flu at the Super Bowl. Yeah. How did that go? That sucks, man. Mm. That's the worst thing. That, like, did you have it beforehand, no. or did someone give you how good that looks? Oh, my God. Let me see, let me see like this. Dave or did just, someone give it to you while you were for, there? For the, for the listeners at home, it's this. Dave has just pulled up a picture of Inca Cola and is showing it to us. All right, us. ready? It's so good. Inca Cola is a soft drink that was created in Peru in 1935 <laughs> by British immigrant Joseph Robinson Lindley oh, using God. lemon verbe- verbena. Verbena. Verbena? Whatever yeah, it's in a lot of soaps. Learn about it. Oh, mm. yeah? Well, in my soap, it's verboten. <laughs> Wait, so I was, uh, the I was soda has a sweet, fruity flavor that somewhat it's resembles its main oh, ingredient, oh, oh, oh. lemon kind of verbena. So you drink fucking soap soda when you were Well, no, a it's a tea. Verbena is a tea leaf, I'm pretty sure. I could be making all of this up. I was drinking cultured sodas from Peru while you people were drinking down American <laughs> Listen, gross sodas. Listen, don't drag me into this. I didn't. I wasn't allowed to have soda. <laughs> Apparently, like fucking, you know, Jeeves, I need another Inca Cola. <laughs> They're coming, Master Lozo. My, my tea, it's like slur, Are you it's done like with slurm. your 30-minute run, <laughs> my friend? Do you need to get some protein to balance out the Inca Cola? <laughs> yeah, now, like, now when I, I leave here and it's like hot in here, I have to like go home and like just like sit in like a tub and like rehydrate <laughs> like like one of those like uh, like Phil Kessel chambers <laughs> oh my god yeah the, the greatest thing about that Phil Kessel in the uh, the deep freeze photo that Malkin tweeted was Oberman tweeting a picture of C- Captain Christopher Pike from the original Star Trek who was like paralyzed and they put him <laughs> in this like freezy tank and legit had the same hairline as Phil Kessel <laughs> that's unreal I love Phil, Phil Kessel's hairline is getting towards man's, mad scientist level yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care it's great how little no, he cares it's, be- it's the best it's beautiful alright Super Bowl Super you Bowl had week. the flu there yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I feel like I, I used to be one of those people who was like, well, you know, I my body knows when I can't get sick, but like afterwards I'll crash, like, you know, something, something like that. And I was like, so Saturday before I was leaving on Sunday, I started to feel something a little scratchy in my throat. Like and the I was week like, before? The week before. Yeah, I was good. I was there from Sunday to Monday. It's called was, Eagles Fever. What? Eagles okay. fever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Your body knew something bad was going to happen to the Patriots and was trying to warn you. Clearly, yeah. Like- so I get on the plane. I wake up in the morning and I was like, oh, I don't feel great. But I was like, maybe it's just a cold. Like, I can fight this off. You woke up in the morning not feeling like P. Diddy. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't feel like Kesha with her whole with how great she's doing now. I didn't feel like P Diddy. I didn't want. I didn't brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. No. Um, But so I I get to the airport and um, I was traveling with my coworker and friend who's wonderful, um, Jess Matana, and she was like, "Oh, you don't seem like you're doing. You look like great." And I was like, "It's gonna be fine." And I'm like, "I'm like eating Dayquil like it's snacks." And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, "I am unwell." Like (laughs) I started on Monday when I was at the Super Bowl in this freeze. In Minneapolis is cold. Like it was really cold. And I woke up on Monday in my hotel room. I had such a high fever that I started hallucinating. Like I hallucinated a football robot. 
in my hmm. hotel room. Like a fox football. It robot? was like the Cletus. It was like the <laughs> seriously. And then and you I sure t- it wasn't like a coworker fucking with it, you. Like <laughs> I am a robot. It could have been. You are sick I, like, and hallucinating. I like couldn't tell if I was asleep or awake, and I was like, I, I texted Jess, and I was like, I think I might miss media night, and she was like, You should go to a doctor. So I went to the CVS Minute Clinic in some you know suburb of Minneapolis, and this wonderful woman, Gloria, I sat down. She took my temperature, and she was like, oh, 102.8, and I just burst into tears, and she was like, whoa, what's going on? And I was like, well, this is going to be That was a sign. You know weak. why? Why? Because that was Nick Foles' passer rating and his win over the Patriots <laughs> in the Super Bowl. There you go. Oh, my goodness. So they gave you a jug of gruel and some yeah, they wart gave me of some sort, pretty and much. then you pretty much were back on your feet. They gave me Tamiflu, which is, oh. I don't know what sorcery they put in there, but I sweated out my fever and woke up the next day and was like... I definitely was not 100% all right. week, but I just sort of Propped up. I just I was like one way through this. I wanted to ask you about Radio Row cuz mm-hmm. you've never been to the Super Bowl, correct? No. And I've never been there. Mm-hmm. And now that like it's the media day stuff and the Radio Row stuff has become sort of its own level of coverage because everybody in the media just likes to jerk each other off and talk about how fucking crazy the media is right. rather than actually like talking about football. How was Radio Row? Oh man, Radio Row, I was the Did you super- go through it? Did you have to like do like a car wash? We of, had like- a we had a setup there. So for oh, okay. I was there. I did some written stuff. Um, I was mostly doing video. So we um, had you know if you, we did something with Von Miller, Travis Kelsey. Well, I, I can get into that because some of those are kind of funny. But um, yeah, Radio Row is just a a, a setup of you know. <laughs> for the lack of a better word, beer pong tables. <laughs> um, and usually they're in, there's some space and it's in a convention center or something. This was in the food court yeah, of the Mall, Mall of America. Mall of America, right. Like I would, you'd be, you'd see, you know, Stephen A. Smith walking around and then go walk in front of a Panda Express. <laughs> and there are fans all the way around it. So they, you know, watching people do interviews. And, and it, it is cool if you're, you know, I, I think that it's often easy to lose sight of being in the media that, you know, sports personalities and people are people that fans come to care about. So yeah. for them, it's like, cool, you can see how the sausage is made, kind of. But it was very cramped, and it was in a food court, which was like a little bit of cognitive dissonance. Can you imagine the fucking battle between the numbnuts Boston radio stations as to who gets to be near the Panda Express to get the <laughs> toothpick samples throughout the whole day? Like, is there a good Boston sports talk radio? Like, is there like one where you're like, yes. That's that's a radio. What did you show think of that situation do? with Brady's uh, daughter and and him going on the air and being like, if you're going to talk about my kid, then I'm not coming on your show. Uh, oh right, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, that I don't really want to comment on that because that involves a uh, radio station and some people that. Oh wait, is that the radio station? Because in a previous episode, is. you talked about the radio station a little bit. That came yeah, after you I don't. Bit. Yeah, I'd rather not get into all that. But, so um, you're not going on that station either because they, they talk shit on Tom Brady's daughter. Uh, <laughs> anyone who says anything bad about Tom Brady to me is just immediately dead. No, it's, like it Dave, could, Dave died uh, years ago yeah, to me. I'm not even here really. He's it makes total ghost. sense though. Like you know, making fun of his daughter is very verboten. But if you talk about how big his son's crank is, you can get a lot of money in VC funding from a big company. Wait, did that happen? That was Barstool. Remember that whole thing? They talked about Tom Brady's kid's You don't dick? remember that thing where they published a photo of Tom Brady's kid naked on the beach? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not surfing for Barstool News And that was, that was the, one of the big launching points, and how, Dave Portnoy doubled down on it. How long ago was this? This was in the early days of Barstool before people started to really pay attention to it. I can't believe neither of you remember that story. I don't know that side. Yeah. His kid's look, like look it up, kids. It's really exciting. His kid's ten, so the, early, the early, early origins of Barstool Sports. 
Yeah. And now look where they are now. Yeah. Fighting with people at Deadspin <laughs> yeah. over, over a media, 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 media. <laughs> That's yeah. my analysis. So you did videos with Vaughn Miller. Uh-huh. You did videos with Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh-huh. Our boy, our boy, Zach Parise. And let's talk about Ooh, your Zach Parise yeah. video. So Zach- you and Zach Parise, uh, former New Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. A lot of people probably don't know he plays with the Wild because he does. he's not really... You know, he's much. he's from there. Did you know that? I remember where hockey that, is the weirdest sport. Where I swear to God, it's the only sport where people care so much about where playing and like where they grew up. Like, oh yeah, yeah. like like I'm not. I don't. I never noticed it in football or basketball well, or anything it's because it's so regional, right? But like, but like, why would you? You have such a limited time to play a sport at the top of your game mm-hmm. and to win and do all that stuff. Like, wh- why would you just like Kevin Shattenkirk coming to the Rangers because? When he was a kid, his parents had sex nine months before <laughs> before that in an area that's close to the arena. Like he decided to come here because funny of that. Too, because like the, I was talking to somebody the other day who was like singing the praises of Chuck Fletcher as a GM. He's like, and then, you know, he he swung for the fences and got Parise and Suter. Yeah. I'm like, they wanted to fucking go home. That's it. Like, he all just they wanted to, to be the GM of the team that was closest yeah. to, from the to the place where they wanted to go. Like, imagine I mean, hating New Jersey and Nashville so much that you're like, I want to go back home to Minnesota. I've had, <laughs> no, I think I've had enough of this. He was actually, I sort of was giving him a hard time. I was like, what's better, New Jersey or Minneapolis? Um, and he was like, well, you know, Minneapolis is home. But he he said that he really did love playing here and being here and seemed to. He's such a nice guy. Like, he's so yeah. genuine that, you know, I, I was sort of, he, he was surprised that I would be poking fun at New Jersey. He's almost. He was like, no, nice. no, it's great. New Jersey's great. So he didn't react like a Winnipeg person when someone makes fun of Winnipeg <laughs> and then spends a month griping about how great. I, mean, I, I imagine he has a lot of affinity for New Jersey having, you know, actually gotten a chance to play for a cup with one of these teams. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily the other one. That's not going to happen. What did you learn about him and Fish? Okay, he's not super into fish or enclosed spaces, which I didn't know before we went to the aquarium where there are tunnels literally under fish tanks, hmm. which was something where I was kind of like, huh, okay, sorry that we're in the middle of this video shoot. Because what we did was... Um, he's like sweating and counting yeah, he, in the corner. Well, no, at one he's point, like, the sharks are so close. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, excuse the me. The glass he, crack? Is that crack? Is there a crack in that glass? I know, uh, I stepped on a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> so he... Um, we met at the aquarium and, you know, for the, his whole team was there and everything. And I was like, okay, so we start filming and the whole thing was going to be that we go on a tour of the aquarium and end up feeding the sharks. And um, we're walking through and we go, we look at the stingrays. <laughs> I like make him touch a bunch of the sea anemones in, a, in one of those exhibits where you can the touch. tank. Yeah. And he was like, oh God, this is, I don't know how I feel about this. And I was like, come on, man. And then I think he had fun. I hope he had fun. Um, you basically exposed him to all of his greatest fears. For yeah, I did. Inadvert- so then we're, content. He, I like, we're like at the stingray exhibit and I was like, so how do you feel about sea creatures in general? Which was a question I asked because that's the thing that you ask people. <laughs> I was like, Charlotte, afterwards I watched the video and I was like, who, what goes on in your head? Like Classic I, Super Bowl question. Classic. How do you feel Absolutely. about sea creatures? And he goes, ah, you know, I, I, the ocean, try not to go above my knees. And I was like, oh, oh. good. So this is perfect. And then we go under the tunnel of the fish tank and he goes, uh, uh, do you get claustrophobic? <laughs> and I was like, I looked at him and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like love enclosed spaces, but I'm think I'm. Oh God, do you? Are you okay? Are you okay? And he's he like, was like, trembling. Yeah, uh, don't, don't love them, but uh, 
Well, he, here we go. <laughs> you know, wow. for a guy that for a guy that plays in the corners, not, yeah, not for nothing. He yeah, kind of makes his living behind yeah. the goal line. Yeah, there. exactly. He's like but Charles he was, Grodin in Midnight great. Run. He was a, he was a really These good. Things go down. These things go down. <laughs> it's a brick with wings. It's too much water pressure. It's gonna break. <laughs> um, did he feed the the sharks? Yeah, that was really cool. Actually. He did. Yeah, oh, we wow. we threw fish into the shark tank, and those things, man. Jaws was. Jazz was more of a documentary than a. Ah, let me tell you, they really snapped their. They snapped their their teeth. Yeah. How big is the tank? Like, are you like how close are you to like the? We were really close, and at one point, the there's a gate, and we're standing next to it, and one of the guys who works there, he looks at us, he was like, "Do you want a life jacket?" And I was like. Cracking jokes. It was like, hey, what are we going in a boat? Think I'm going to be fine. And then the guy takes the gate away, and I'm an inch away from falling into the shark tank. And I was like, okay, ooh, yeah, I am the asshole here. No, you're not, because like if you fall in the tank, drowning isn't the problem, right? <laughs> right. You're not That's worried actually, about drowning. I didn't think of that. It's a really like good losing point, your leg right. could exponentially increase the chances of drowning. Can you wrap me in Kevlar? Things. I'll yeah. sink to the bottom, and then you can come get me out, and my like, limbs will still be intact. Do you have a protective bodysuit? Yeah, for me. How about like one of those cages that you go into, like in? in that would have been great content. Were you ever concerned though. that you were putting Zach Frieze in a situation where he might lose a hand? No, because mm. all he's got left is his hands. That's at this point. oh, <laughs> yeah. Greg. Yeah, he's got the back thing, doesn't he? The back thing. He's, guy, he's not the he's... best player anymore, Dave. Well, he? One he might say 32? that he would have not have yeah. been on Team USA were they to have a Team USA this year. Not according to a roster release earlier today by one Dave Lozo of Vice Sports. You would have put him on Team USA? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> no, Jesus. No, no. Who would you wow. have put on Team USA? Who's the easiest pick to put on Team oh, USA? Oh, Austin Matthews. Oh, yeah. Matthews, Eichel. I fucking killed it. I wrote, I wrote this on ESPN, mm, and all the Canadians got pissed at me for just speaking the truth. We want to win gold. We would have won gold in the fucking walk. Easily. It's true. Because the only thing that's ever in standing in our way from winning gold against the Canadians is this cuckold nature that we have where we think we can't score with them. So we all just, we got to win one nothing and hope Johnny Quick does all right or hope yeah. they fuck up somehow. But like, we have all the firepower now. Mm-hmm. We're just as good as the they speed, are. speed, their defense is too I know, it's old. really too bad. I would have loved to yeah. see that. That would have been real mm, fun. I don't know. I still prefer seeing James Wisniewski <laughs> trying to win a gold medal. James Wisniewski versus hey. Ben Scrivens. Here we go for the gold medal in the shootout. <laughs> it's like the replacements. Oh, uh, God. Well, that that my my thing as usual with the Olympics though is definitely going to still be spot the rando on these other teams like La- like Landislav Nagy right. is on the Slovakian team. They have a bunch of guys Martin that are Ratz like on the Czech team. No, but they have guys that like sound like NHL guys. Like it's not Wojtek Volsky, it's like Wojtek Kolsky. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, is that they're actually all skating him around or? with Groucho Marx masks yeah. on? Like right. here comes Alan Ovechkin down <laughs> the wing. Uh-huh. Wait. <laughs> Joel Lundquist. <laughs> that guy looks exactly like Henry. Look at that guy. But I'm bunch. Um, yeah. So what else anyway, you see? Super right, so Bowl. Tell us more about. Tell us more about the the, the Super Bowl week in turn. Can we like something yeah. that you saw that well, was fun? I, that want, you didn't... I wanted to ask you about one more of our videos when you went uh-huh. on the roller coaster for the first time <laughs> with Travis Kelsey. Oh my god! And then, as was pointed out many times from the people who viewed the video, still did your due diligence as a reporter whilst on <laughs> the roller coaster for the first time. Yeah. Um. That was funny. I was not prepared to be as nervous for that as I was. Like, normally if I do something, you know, for content, I'm really so focused on trying to get the other person to try to sort of set them up or or make the interview as good as possible or or carry it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, not pissing yourself because the laws of gravity no longer matter as you're thrown right. around and violently in an inside roller coaster. Exactly. And this yeah. was the kind of thing, like, I've, I am not scared of heights. I 
really like going fast. I like physical. I'm not physically scared of things. For some reason, the only thing that has ever kind of freaked me out is a roller coaster. Like I went to Canopy Lake Park in New Hampshire when I was 10, got buckled into that, waited in line for an hour with my friends, got buckled into it. And right before it's about to go, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I got out. So I've never been on a roller coaster, I think probably because of that one experience. Mm. But so I'm there like trying to make sure that I'm doing an interview that's interesting and, and setting Travis up with questions. And in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm about to do this. And there's a GoPro right at my face. So I was like, everyone's going to see how terrible I look while this is happening. Um, <laughs> that's a very good point. Back. Because, like, you know, no one ever buys their picture after they get off a no roller coaster. No one wants... They, they come over and like, <laughs> right. oh my god, what does it look like? And then you look at it and it looks like a fucking Picasso. Right. You're just like, you're nope. screaming, you're clearly <laughs> crapping your pants. Right, I'm like drooling on a famous football player. No, so, Travis, he was great though. He had just eaten Burger King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he told me that right as we're about to get on and I was like, I swear to god, this is... You if you Burger King before walking, let alone going right, like, but he over. was great. He was uh, he was a real good sport. And then yeah, I was I was as we were sort of careening down the this track in the mall, inside the Mall of America, which is not a sentence I ever thought I would say. Um, <laughs> Kelsey's like I, I was like I need to ask him something. I need to try to carry the bit of doing an interview. And all I could think of, I just screamed out, Travis, how much do you love football? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he answered. And then I was like, Cool, okay, I'm just gonna try not to die. Travis, what's your favorite invertebrate <laughs> sea creature? What's your favorite goldfish flavor? Would you consider the ups and downs of this roller coaster much like the ups and downs of Alex Smith from week to week? Can Alex Smith throw deep? <laughs> Travis, week four. I guess the Chargers here were open in the back of the end zone on a two-point conversion. <laughs> Travis Pat Mahomes, tell me everything. <laughs> um, have you, uh, as a Bostonian, have you over? Have you? Let's two-part question. Okay. <laughs> Can you appreciate the magic that was the Eagles win? Yes, one hundred percent. Are you over the loss? Yes, I'm about to say something very controversial for Boston fandom, me, and I'm probably going to get. Let me guess. You're not mad. You're you're happy. You're laughing. No, I'm right. I'm not happy. I'm. You uh... still blame Buckner? <laughs> no, no, it's Butler. <laughs> oh, well, that's right. Oh, because okay. they done didn't now. let Malcolm Butler yes, thank play you. for some no, he, reason. He, by the way, he, all that stuff they said about him not true. I don't believe it's true. I think Bill Belichick's just out of his fucking mind. I think he, I think I think he had two weeks to overthink about things, and he was like, "How mm-hmm. about I put a safety on one of the best tight ends in football, and then give up forty-one yeah. points and never adjust?" Right. Throughout I, the think entire you, I think they were rattled. I think they were rattled. Yeah, you love the Eagles as we all do, and then but you're also <laughs> okay with this loss. Well, so so I've personally felt um, that that team, like I wrote about Chris Long this fall. And I oh the reason nobody watched the Super Bowl because of his libtard exactly right oh were the ratings bad the ratings were fine ratings they, they were fine they, they were, were down, down a, like three yeah, points like, from last year they were year, down like, like not, a smidge but not hmm. as not dramatic enough. as the dip yeah, that for, the regular season games had and, and and sort of within line of like cord cutting and everything else right so like Chris Chris Long hating America didn't really hurt no is what you're saying stop it Chris Long hates the flag and the troops mm-hmm. he does I read that I read that on a couple of websites I forget what they were called but I saw it on Facebook how long doesn't <laughs> yeah. no, Howie Long doesn't because he was in that movie as a firefighter that one time. Remember that? Yeah, it's true. Fire 
storm, fire, geo. I don't remember that. The one with John Travolta and no, look it up. Christian Slater? But yeah, so I um, and Bo Allen and, you know, Fletcher Cox. And I would interviewed a bunch of these guys. So it made me f- I liked them. I wanted oh, them. to. Oh, you're so you're you're see this happened to me when I started to cover the Rangers. I used to hate the Rangers. And then you get to know the Rangers. And then you're just like, yeah. And you're like, ah, you're kind of people. Really. I don't. Yeah, they're human beings. Yeah, I don't. It really kinda sucks to find that out. Right. Being a sports writer is tough for your fandom, man. But also with the Pats, and this is the thing I'm going to say that is going to oh, not do, do well. Do but it. I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a little bit of controversy. Mm-hmm. As a Patriots fan, oh, this is going to sound so obnoxious. I'm wondering if I should say this. Jimmy, okay, Jimmy G signed today, by the way. Just FYI. stop it. What the Niners gave him a long term deal. Come on, let her burn bridges. Ah, yeah. Dave. Wait, did he really? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know how many years. But saw it as I was coming in. Come on. <sighs> but sorry. But sorry. Good. Now tell me. Tell me how. Ha- tell me how happy you are about the loss. I'm resting my head on the microphone. I miss Jimmy. Kick the tires and light the fires. Okay, so. Winning five Super Bowls is super cool. Winning, if we had won, like there's something about fandom that having it, having something to root for. Like next year, I can be so all in because I'm like, can they prove themselves? Like, can they get back? Can they do six? But if they'd done it this year, next year would have been like, okay, well, guess. Guess we're gonna go. So you're for... saying that oh this loss yeah. allows Patriots fans to believe to stop that the world bored. is against them and that they hope oh to overcome incredible odds to succeed. No, Charlotte would have been no. so bored just, by winning. Is, uh, honestly, that something she would, that not winning gets boring right. ever. That's what she's saying. I'm gonna but pay for this. She's I'm actually just... found the most obnoxious new angle for Patriots fans. Yeah. All the winning is getting tiresome. Yeah, right. Well, I want a new challenge in this upcoming we season. You heard it here first. God. Yeah. Oh God! It Howie is. Long, Can we edit that part out? Long, uh, there, there was there was no. Oh my God! No, honestly, God, up until the Tom Brady fumble at the end, I really wasn't sure who I wanted to win. And then he fumbled, and I was like, "Yes, this yeah. is what I want." And now, now I know for for sure. Now I wanted the Eagles to. Howie Long played a firefighter named worst, Jesse man. in Firestorm in 1998. Firestorm. That feels right. Uh, uh, that's two years. That's two years after Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. That's right. the one he yep. was in. Yeah. Um, he's also appeared as Howie Long on Beverly Hills 90210 and Howie Long on Married with Children. Cool. My in goal in life stuff. is to appear as Charlotte Wilder in something. <laughs> it's like... Like Charlotte Wilder as Charlotte Wilder because that's how you know you made it. But like, if are you, are you going to be Charlotte Wilder? Like Larry David is like Larry David but not Larry David. Like are you going to be like, oh, like Stephen slightly... Colbert is like Stephen Yeah, Colbert. right, right. Uh, well, An outsized yeah. version of yourself like every It's really hard. Every day it gets harder to tell like where the line between <laughs> me and like these weird... E- alter egos I've built for myself. Yeah, I don't know, man. I It's sort of touch and go. It does decrease the chances of you being on TV now that Entourage is off the air because you could have been like, <laughs> Turtle could have been like, yo, man, I got Charlotte Wilder. <laughs> She's coming to sample this new tequila tonight. Who else? Who could I, what could I be on now? Who could I be Charlotte Wilder and Charlotte Wilder? Um, it needs to be like a a Sprots show. Does it? I, I mean, in theory, like you're in, in Sprots right now. In you Sprots. haven't crossed over yet. No, what, it, what, what it would be there? Sprots based. Oh, you could be like, I wonder if there's like, I don't know, like on WWE Divas. Oh, yeah. Like some sort of a thing where you would be like, like the Diva would be like, and then I had this incredible interview with Charlotte Wilder. That's a reality show, right? That's not a show. That's but you can't, but yeah, oh, but you you're can... saying scripted? Of course. <laughs> oh, you fucking, your fucking standards over there. Like, yeah, I, mean, I want to be. Why would it not be Scripted. scripted television show on the air now or in the last 20 years that I would want to be on besides Top I would Chef. want to be on The Good Place as Charlotte Wilde. Right. Yeah, because she could be herself be in anything, really, if it's it would a reality be like, show. That's and not it would hard. Be, it would be the person who wrote about about Jason Mendoza's fandom oh. of the Jags, and I would come to do a follow-up interview, but that would mean that I was dead, so hopefully... 
I don't right. die. Yeah, and the good place is supposed to be the bad place now, it. right? Yeah, I know. Um, I still haven't watched track. that show. I gotta, I gotta get into that. It's I've really heard, good. I'll, still, I'll probably see it many years from now, much like I caught up with Parks and Rec at some point. It was funny. I was seeing somebody else's feed this week that was like, somebody please tell me that Parks and Rec gets better after the first season. And then everybody's like, it does, it does, don't give up on it, please. Yeah. The first season's trash. They tried to be The Office. Yeah, I gave up after the first season. Did yeah. you? I was so bad. I hated it. Every, it was great. It was like a bad version of The Office. Yeah, like, yeah but oh, then it gets Rob real. Rob Lowe looks into the camera like, what? Like, yeah, I've seen Jim Hopper do that for eight fucking years. This is going to be the whole show. Good. Yeah, but that's no, but, Rob but Lowe. That, but that's still what they do. I mean, it was on a plane once and I had no sound on it. It was on the TV in front of me and like 45 times, like Adam Scott just goes, <laughs> Like, all right. <laughs> I yeah, wish you guys could have it. seen the face Dave just made. It was really good. Yeah. I can't believe he said that. I need a visual of that. What did, you, what did you learn about covering media day radio row shit at the Super Bowl that you didn't know beforehand? What did I learn? Tell, 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 tell the young writers tell us, out tell there something what fun that you saw that you couldn't use for content or something. Oh. Give, us, give us some non-content off the books Charlotte Wilder oh, experiences. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of who I saw sort of milling around media night is way better for that but i was but i was sick just talking to anybody um, just like any like media person you were like oh i gotta meet that person um and then they were like get out of here who are you oh, i uh was it, was it i ran into aaron Rodgers at one point um did you run into him at one point for yeah else? for a story and i went up to him and i was like hey man uh i don't know if you remember me but i was at the kentucky derby i like oh, oh, yeah, i told right. you you should buy the signed richie sambora guitar which is true and he was like, oh, yeah. Hey, Charlotte, how you doing? And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> oh, then, he knew your name? Well, I, I was like, uh. Charlotte, he, I don't think he would have known. <laughs> but the person sitting next to him was like, um, he didn't recognize you because you didn't have a hat on. And because you don't have your hat on, assuming that at the Derby. And Rogers goes, she didn't have a hat on. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. a photographic memory, uh-huh. man. There he is. There you go. That's that was, cool. yeah. Uh, I got Von Miller to agree to have a joint birthday party with me. Well, um, like marijuana? Yeah, I was going to no. say. Good for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> no. I mean, he's from Denver, so he's probably he's good, <laughs> good, good stuff, out there, right? right? Or at least the available yeah. stuff. Yeah, we didn't we stuff. didn't cover that, but I mean, I'm down. <laughs> he uh yeah, he was born the day after me. Um so I was like, well, let's we we're doing sort of an interview Jenga thing and I said, "Do you want to raise the stakes and if you lose, we have to have a birthday party together. And he was like, well, I don't want to have to lose for that. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Let's do it. And then apparently we're going to have our birthday party in the Ozarks. Sweet. Oh, yeah. The he likes to fish, and I'm going to teach him how to tie flies. And you can both find a lot of oxy. Um, <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about sea life with Charlotte. Yeah, I know. Every, yeah. every athlete, she's just this like... This is a very fish-themed week <laughs> now that I think about it. Actually, Travis Kelsey was eating tuna the whole time yeah. on the roller coaster now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the croc technically is is a is a water based yeah, croc is animal. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Wow, fishing for marlins with Derek Jeter. <laughs> Imagine. I wonder if you would. I wonder if you would do that with me. Like, that should be like, a, like like a web series. Like you just sit on this like fake dock with like a CGI thing behind you. And you just sit there fun. and just cast it's a pole. But I would want it. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Trademark. Nobody Thanks, can take guys. that. The Thanks. sporting life aquatic. Wow. <laughs> Charlotte Wilder. And we just go fishing. I would love. I love fishing. You guys, Apparently. fishing rules. Uh, Have you? Do you like to fish? I've no. I've been trying to get really? my friends to come fishing with me forever and a day. No one stepped up, and I'm certainly not going to go alone. So I've not. Do you want to go fishing, Greg? Absolutely. I've not been fishing. I'm serious. Yeah, I would because okay. I've not, I've not been fishing in like 15 years. My grandpa <laughs> used to go fishing all the time. <laughs> He uh, he would leave he would leave our house like you know he gets to the Long Island or wherever at five in the morning and then he would go fish for bluefish and fluke 
Wow. But I've not been forever. I used to go with him occasionally. And the, and the 1995 Devils were a fluke. So it oh, my out. Oh, wow. Honestly. I just felt like that. You know, wow. I, don't agree, I don't agree with that, but I knew it would hurt you. So you I put just... me on the hook on that one. <laughs> you should have cut bait while you were ahead. <laughs> so, so the hook, show, line, and sinker over there. Yeah. The show will be you, a guest, and then we'll just have the croc in the background and never mention him or explain yes. him. <laughs> oh, my God. I love <laughs> Ever. that. He just, he's just kind of walking around. The croc from TV time. I'm so yeah. upset. Oh, but for out. those who don't know, there's... I, I fucking what's the, the Cliff Notes version of it? So yeah, Tom Brady has really weird social media and started a fake newspaper and has comics that they publish every time the team wins, and there's always a crocodile in it. And he <laughs> he's such a weird. He won't. T- we don't know why. <laughs> That's literally what it boils down to. Because like because you asked at media day, yeah. and he still wouldn't ever. I say asked it. What yeah, it was. I was like, I had no voice at this point, so I was like, Tom, Tom. Who does a crocodile represent? And the other reporters are like, "Whoa, this this person is nuts!" Like, not only could I <laughs> not only could I not talk, but I literally camped out in front, like as close to his thing as yeah. I could for half an hour before he got there to ask him about a crocodile. And Brady's like, Brady's like, finally a question I want to answer. <laughs> right, Brady. He and he was like, there might be a reveal after the game, but then they lost, so of course there wasn't. And we don't know. He's like, the crocodile represents the stem cell lattes that my wacko trainer gives (laughs) me to keep me young. Yeah, he's like, I have to go shove some wheatgrass uh, in some places and then we'll... Maybe the croc was Jimmy G. Like, like looming. What was your theory on the croc? I don't think they have a clue, man. I don't (laughs) think... Yeah, I don't think it represented anything. I think they painted themselves into a corner. I think the artist who did it, who will not go on the record with me, which... It's driving me nuts. Do you but, know who it is or is it yeah. email Oh, no. I, I sent him Instagram messages like at least <laughs> twice a week being like, do you want to talk yet? And he's like, nope. Mm. And I'm like, okay. One time he told me he appreciated my hustle though. <laughs> so, Did you ever consider that it could be a reference to, <laughs> to Mario Batali's shoes, but now they can't reveal it because of what went down with Mario oh, Batali? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. I, th- I thought mm. – th- I've gotten the most incredible theories from readers. Someone found um, alligator print uh, Uggs. And was like, well, Brady's sponsored by Uggs, so it's clearly a reference to the shoe. And I was like, no, it's clearly, like, what? How is that? The logic there is incredible. Wait, do we know it's a croc or an alligator? We it's know for a croc, sure it's a croc. Because they call well, him croc. They, they do call him croc. And in the back end HTML of tvtimes.org, oh if you goodness. hover over oh the crocodile, God. it says, oh my God. it highlights the word croc. Man. <laughs> Fucking Alex Jones of Tom Brady is <laughs> over here. The thing <laughs> is. There trails by the crocodile. <laughs> Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Like people are chasing him down on media day and asking about the thumb, and Charlotte's like, the croc. I don't understand the croc. Answer the questions, you know, Tom. I I really just want them to admit that I, I'm pretty sure what happened was that they just put him in there and then kept putting it in there. And then I, this like weirdo reporter, just latched onto it. And then they're like, oh, God, well. I want to see well, the ones for the losses because he said that like they're, they always yeah. have one ready. But he if they lose, that, they don't post it. He said they might release some of them. But I think that because they lost, like, I think this is over. I need the Patriots Twalmy, Giants what do you think Super about Bowl win another Super Bowl? Tommy, what do you think about the Eagles uh, uh, front, front four? Tell me, I'm, 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 I was tell, tell. You, you should ask. Actually, you should ask Malcolm Butler about it because he probably would like a question besides like not playing. For I once. really, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll knows. reach out to the Pats. Maybe, be like, maybe he knew when that's right. Malcolm available for a quick. Email. The last thing I wanted yeah, to talk well. about today was a big media story in the last couple of days, and since we're all in media, I figured I'd bring it up. Jeff Perlman, who's big. A author and a SI writer and a guy who's uh, follows forty five thousand people on Twitter. Yeah, and, and an arbiter of, of journalistic morality. Uh, tweeted these two things uh, yesterday. 
you can factually cover sports without bias, without being a fan. <laughs> you accept this job with conditions. One of them, the big one, is you're an observer. You can remain a fan of the game, a fan of the action, a fan of the narratives. But teams, no. Wow. Admittedly, this is a generational thing. I saw far too many young journalists who were covering the Super Bowl and professing, largely via social media, their dislike for Brady or the Patriots, which taints everything you write. Thoughts? I don't care what Jeff Perlman thinks, and I'm not going to let it affect me. It's, I don't think it should affect you, but do you think that there's virtue in saying that no one should know what your biases are before you write something? I've thought about this a lot, actually, because I think that – I think it's sort of – I don't think I think that that train has sailed as yeah, it were like a long <laughs> like, time ago. Man. I think that if you come up at all having any social media like before I was a sports writer I still had Twitter and I was a general reporter and I'd be like go pats. So to transition right. to a sports writer I can't all of a sudden be like no one knows what what team I am a fan of. So then it becomes like this sort of performative lying of being like I for me I feel like it's so compartmentalized like I can be a fan of you know, like take another team. I'm a fan, a big Red Sox fan. Cool. I can write critically about the Red Sox. I can cheer for them at Fenway with my friends. And then I can be like, yeah, you know what? This year, the Yankees are better. And like, it doesn't affect just because I have these memories and connections to a team doesn't affect my ability to sort of step back. I think some people you can tell where, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that person wrote this thing because they were affected by how they feel yeah. about the team. But you can also do it where it's like, oh, I know this person is a fan of this team, but they still wrote a pretty objective thing. I, I Dan just... Shaughnessy yeah. invent, invented a curse to yeah. sell books yeah. about the Red Sox or right. Red Sox fans. And that yeah. happened, like, what, 40 years ago? Like, come on. Well, come the, on thing, Jeff. the thing is, is, like, if you're a come beat on. writer, I would so exponentially prefer you to be a fan of the team. Or to have a familiarity with the team or have lived and died with the team at some point. Because then I know that you understand my uh, – the, the importance I place in this team, you understand that importance. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know it better. You know the dynamics better. You know how the, the, the heart – you know, if you're you a reporter on the a, Devils – You have to be a fan to know dynamics I, of the team. I think it helps. No, it doesn't. I would much ra- – why, why is it such a condition that I think a fan can be, make you more passionate about doing but, it. But, but it doesn't affect whether or not like, you're good or bad. But at like it, why do we have to be sports agnostic? Like, like, like if, if if I'm reading a, a, a somebody writing about a comic book movie, like I would clearly want them to be a comic book fan. Why? Because I think the writing was stronger. Because I think the opinions are better. They're more well informed. But like you don't have to be a comic book fan to like a comic book movie. I've never read a comic book, comic book in my life. I've seen every, you, almost every Marvel movie. Yeah, and and so. most of them you think are shitty, and you <laughs> downplay them, and you, and, and you treat what are them you like high? shit. And see now you're inventing lies to no, make your case. We talked about think... how many comic book movies in this show, and most of the time you just dump you dump Ant- all over. Ant Man's bad, th- Suicide Squad's you bad. You think Captain America, a, a, a paragon of virtue, is a criminal and a horrible person? Well, he is. That's that's not a quality of movie. <laughs> well, he covered up the murder of Tony Stark's parents for his buddy he knew in Brooklyn eighty years ago. He's a piece of shit i think the big issue that's objective the big issue i've had with this perlman thing is like it's it's not my it's never my job never my job to manage the perceptions of my audience Mm. you're gonna someone's gonna read my shit they're gonna believe one thing or another they're gonna believe what outcome i was cheering for to write the story that i wrote they're gonna think what team i was pulling for what guy i don't like or do like depending on how much criticism i put on them Mm. that's not my job to manage those expectations Mm. and the idea that if i put myself out as a devil's fan is somehow going to you know further pervert their 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 view of my work is nonsensical because you're a devil's fan (laughs) true 
as people found out, I'm a devil's fan. Guess, guess, guess what happened? The same number of people that say, well, you're, you don't like the Flyers say you don't like the Flyers. And, the same, and, and now the other thing that's happened is that devil's fans, who in theory should be like, oh, yeah, this guy is a devil's fan, now come at it as, hmm. well, he's saying this because he's a devil's fan or he's saying this because he's trying to bury the fact that he's a devil's fan. But it's not my job to manage that. Here's people my, are going to believe what they believe. Here's my take is... In 2018, I've kind of decided to not get mad about everything that happens on Twitter, unless it's like really bad. And if Jeff Perlman wants people to be objective, good for him. I think it's unrealistic. I do, but, but but hold on, but know? that's but that's my fucking point. Is like who cares? You just said he wants people to be objective. Where did we get to a point where if you are honest with your allegiances, yeah. you can't be object- objective? It's my I job. Did, I, think I didn't say you couldn't. But you just, but it the insinuation me. is that he he's said saying, that he's saying that it's a it's a zero sum game where you either bury your feelings about teams and sports and shit you're passionate about, or you can't be objective. Him which is believing horseshit. that him believing that doesn't have anything to do with me. I think <laughs> that's my feeling. I think there is this sort of. What what social media in journalism has done is there's a sort of the personality of the writer and then there's the stuff they write. And I think that those are can be kind of separate. So for me, like, sure. And and so that's why I don't think that it like if you are yourself online in any capacity that and you care about sports, that will probably include your fandom yeah. at some point. So I think it's sort of, I don't... Yeah, I don't nobody gets into sports because they don't like sports, you know? Like right. I, I also you're usually think, a fan of sports. But I also think up. this speaks to, like, this bullshit culture of, of gotcha stuff that happens where, you know, an, an opinion... Uh, reporting is done. It's an important story. And then rather than talking about the reporting, we're like, well, you know... His wife ran for right. the Democratic nomination for city council in b- bumfuck Virginia. Well, that's politics. Yeah, that, but, that matters but that, more but that's, than it's, whether it or not bleeds I like over Tom sports. Brady. It bleeds over to everything. It's yeah. this whole notion of, of, of not looking at judging the work based on the work, but trying to judge what inspired the work. That existed before social media, though. Like, no, I'm not any, saying anyone it who thinks Anyone who sees like a beat writer of any team assumes that person's a fan of the team. You see that all the time. Whether it's like someone who's completely dry on Twitter who just covers a team, they're like, oh, I bet you're so happy to see the Minnesota wild win. No, I that's. I think it's the opposite. I think oh, the no. assumption from readers is always that the person covering the team doesn't like the team. Oh, oh. Well, I, I no, think and that... And they certainly don't like the fans. <laughs> oh, oh, no one does. <laughs> I think it depends on the fan base, honestly. Like, I think it depends on the market um, and sort of how beleaguered the fans are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, too, just in terms of, like, national versus um, local, like the beat reporting versus... On the national state, you know, people will be like, oh, like so many people in national media are Boston fans. And, and you look around, and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that kind of. Or went to Northwestern. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't true. go to Northwestern. No, no, no. I super wouldn't have gotten in. There's Northwestern. a lot of people that did. Um, it does. This does speak to something we were actually going to talk about one week. We didn't get a chance to, which is what 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 do you like out of your um sports announcing teams do you like them to be homers or do you like them to not be homers because the one that i was thinking it was right after we uh the uh uh, uh afc title game between tennessee and and uh and the you jacksonville, I'm jacksonville sorry and um and uh, the patriots where i was listening to the jacksonville radio feed and it was like 
it was like listening to seven guys at a Hooters. Oh my god! Screaming about everything. They're like, you're like, they're like they're like holding, holding on Jackson figures, figures <laughs> once again, once again. I yeah. love that. To be fair, those they guys didn't call those, guys, those guys were right. Yeah, those guys were right. Yeah. But like, okay, do you like, relax. Do you like, it was not rigged. It was not rigged. Do you like a Homer booth or do you like a more? <laughs> I love a, game booth? I, I love a Homer booth. I think it makes it so much more. Oh, um, God, I hate you both. I just don't care, man. I think that what I what I love is enthusiasm, honestly. And if that takes the form of, I mean, if it, there's there's a different, you know, there's like Tony Romo being like, Wah! and oh, then there's God, like the he's... Homer, you know. I just, I just sports to me are so enjoyable because they are so ridiculous. So anytime yeah. you can ratchet up any of that, either ridiculousness or nonsense or just sort of pure delight in whatever form, I'm like, you know what. I in. It, it, I don't mind the Homer stuff if it's like your local broadcast because I get it. Oh, a like, local broadcast, yeah. If this is a national sure. thing, but like last night, Bruins Rangers was on, and it's Doc Emmerich who's calling the game, a national mm. guy. <laughs> Next to him is Joe Micheletti, right. the Rangers guy, and between the boards is Andy Brickley, the Boston guy. Right. And Patrice Bergeron scores a dog shit goal from like just yeah. inside the blue line, and Joe Micheletti's like, "May it change direction there." Oh, and then they, they're not killing Lundqvist at all for the goal. He's just like, yeah, it's a tough save. Meanwhile, the puck is deflected 40 feet from the net. <laughs> right. And then Andy Brickley's like, oh, Patrice Bergeron, well, I say he should be an MVP candidate. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're just like, can I just get like some unbiased analysis I of guess, this play? I guess like for, it it does depend. Like national national broadcast, national radio, I think yeah. that try but, to maintain some. But if it is the if it is the Jacksonville broadcast of a Jaguars game, yeah. hell yeah. Now, the, only thing, the only thing I, I say about the local <coughs> broadcast as far as like, the homerism is you can bring it to a certain point but if you have a former player on your broadcast that still believes he's playing <laughs> and is like constantly, like, constantly like oh we got hosed on that call let me tell you right now we got hosed big time is that a philly, is that philly? i don't know what, <laughs> what is that oh my Could god be anything greg invented an accent <laughs> it's it's balta Philaberg. yeah let's, that was let's see what unreal that games for. you sounded like a muppet kind of <laughs> I often do, but that's the, that's my only thing. Don't I have say the that with the most it's kindness. Like, it's like too much. Like Romo bugs me because he's super oh, enthusiastic. You, you you get right out of here right now. But like blasphemy. that one play in the Jaguars Patriots game where Miles Jack recovers the fumble and gets up and he's gone to win the game and go up by seventeen. He's just like, let's see the fumble here. Oh, oh, he just he just makes sounds. <laughs> he's like, like, oh, it. look at that, look at that, Jim. Oh. Give me give me that a million times before uh, you give me. Give me uh, that. That's fine. Pass interference on the two point conversion, and Chris Collinsworth still being like, "Now I don't know. He might. This may might not be a runner at this point. Let's <laughs> go back and look at it again and again and again and again and again." That was what Micheletti was doing last night on the shitty goal. He was like, "Maybe offsides here. Let's take a look and see if it, it's Collinsworth fucking, was uh, such fucking trash during the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm and I'm I'm not a guy that usually bashes him, but holy shit, man! Like literally, like drop your trapper keeper with the pictures of Tom Brady's comeback <laughs> to the floor just to. Ignore the narrative for a second. Call the game that's happening, not versus, you know, a minute left, man. They got to get around a 45 for that Hail Mary toss. The time you can bring them. Shut up. What's wrong with saying they have to get the ball to the 45? The, for the entire <laughs> fourth quarter was basically like, now Will let's the see Patriots what you, like, that, that play where he's literally like, He's the point where he's like. Uh, Are you a Patriots fan? No, it's, yeah. it was that, no, well, it was that point where, where Collinsworth was like, like. I don't know if the Eagles should have really gone for it there to pick up the first down because you know you you know you you want to make don't give Brady too. I'm just like who gives a shit? They're trying to score the definitive. Oh, I think you're talking about the Patriots having to get the midfield for the hail mary. No the game. Oh no, I am talking about that. He was talking about the entire the, the entire time. Was he? I. He was terrible. 
Oh, he's terrible for sure. I'm not defending Chris Collinsworth, but yeah, I, I don't like. I just hate when guys who are calling the game don't talk about the thing that's obviously the thing they should be talking about, mm. like Miles Jack recovering a fumble to cause the Patriots to lose the AFC title game, and they don't even mention it. Like that yeah. drives me insane. Like that causes me to scream at my TV more than Tony Romo going, "Oh, they're gonna run left here. They're gonna run. They ran left. <laughs> Great job, Tony. I would. Thanks. I would. Sometimes I. I do think though, I would be the worst either play-by-play or color commentary guy. Like, I would just have... I would be talking about the weirdest things. I'd be <laughs> like, it. oh, there's a woman who appears to be dumping Mountain Dew into her popcorn, Chris. What is she doing? Right by the 50 yard... Like, yeah, I would just t- get t- so Tell your producer, distracted. like, all right, section 125, row four, get on her, get on yeah, her, I'm go, like, go, no, go. no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to talk about that, don't we? What? The whole AHL, ECHL thing that I did as a joke, and now apparently oh, yeah. people want us we'll to do it. About that at some yeah. All right, Charlotte, we've kept you lo- way too long. I can go forever. This is great, you guys. Well, you, we'll bring yeah. you back for the hat trick. Don't worry about it. Ooh. Um, it's a race between you and David Ehrlich. But we oh, my God, Ehrlich I want to win. When it's like Oscar time. Well, technically, we've had like Sean Leahy on like 11 times, haven't we? I consider him as sort of like a sidekick, though, like Stuttering John type guy. <laughs> so I don't think he really counts. I'd be, I'd be, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, be a, a sidekick. Fought, fought the catcher's face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here for sidekick. You want to be a psychic on Puck Soup? I'll be a psychic. Hmm, that's where, where, do you work at home? Or do you work, is there, where are the offices for SB Nation? Are they in Manhattan or are they in Brooklyn? They or? are in Manhattan. Oh, they are? Okay. Also, yeah, it. I do want to say that like the video team and our team out there was really... That was fun. That was something I didn't mention. Sure. But it was fun to like have people out there that you work with because it can feel sometimes like you're floating. And especially in the Mall of America, Like I, I was blogging something from inside a mini golf... Uh, a, a plastic mountain and a mini golf course, and there's like tinny music coming out, and I feel like what I'm kind of music? Tinny. tinny. What is tinny music? Just like it sounded like 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 tinny, like like sort of like um uh, like, like like when the speakers in the Kmart are broken and they're playing music and it oh. just sounds a little bit off. I thought tinny was like a band, an artist, or a new type. Oh of my music. god! Ninety no. percent of the things that Charlotte just said were Beck lyrics to me. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in a mountain in a mini Tinny music tinny, tinny I think music. your name was Brady. <laughs> See, I, yeah. I, at least I ask questions. I don't pretend like I know stuff. I'm always the first one to go, what does that mean? Why do you guys have two, yeah. why do you guys have two guitars in here? Um, oh, should we tell her jamming? about the segment we do every week now? Yeah, sure, please. Yeah, well, what do we do really? is, is um, we, we both, we both, we're in a band, and mm-hmm. uh, we come here and we just kind of jam and just sing a song right. about the week of hockey. Mm-hmm. How have I missed it's, that? It's improv, yeah, really. We don't great. ever, we don't really script can I, it. Yeah. Can I play? Can we I play like, Last Dance with Mary we like, Jane real quick? <laughs> we were like, it's the Rangers only thing I can gave up six to the Bruins. <laughs> now their season is totally in ruins. Well, now you're doing oh, the Juno really soundtrack. Good. Yeah, that, that's just the Juno do, soundtrack. Or like a musical. I don't. Oh, we should do a full puck soup musical at some point. Oh my god! Yeah, we can do the script next. But like, get really like talented people to sing it. No, I'll be here. You'll help write it. You okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Creative. Here we go. Content. No, but you'll have to be the... You, well, you do... At one point, you will have to play the person who asks Tom Brady about the crocodile. That'll be your role. Oh, yeah. No, I'm here for that. I'll sing. Oh, <laughs> I must know about your croc. Is it a croc? Yeah. Or is it a croc? Or is it a croc? The TV like, Times. Okay. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, oh, Tom, uh, tell me. What do you say? I hear you, hey, you have a fake newspaper. Uh, can we get you on the record on that one? Look at you, the big camera with the big, like, Light bulb that breaks up. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to be chained to me, like yeah. ripping buzz, be like Tom, 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 over here, Tom. I got a question for you. And then I'll be there, be like, oh, this lady rod thinks she knows how to ask questions about the sports, huh? <laughs> hey guys, huh? Yeah. I just, I just and then I'll punch turned, you in the face. <laughs> he would have turned to you and been like, 
Charlotte, the croc is all of us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> oh my god! I think I would have. I actually think I would have passed out onto the tripod next to me and taken down a domino effect, all the cameras. <laughs> and it's like, why did Brady's press conference go dark? And it's like, oh, because Tom Brady told Charlotte an existential truth, it's and crazy. she passed out. The tripod next to you. I didn't even know Chara was there. <laughs> so Charlotte Wilder is a writer for SB Nation. Uh, where can people find your stuff? You can find my stuff on SBNation.com. That's a weird coincidence. You can also huh. find it on my Twitter, which is full of bad tweets and is at the Wilder Things. The Wilder Things. Thanks for asking, Greg. Yeah. You You're guys are great. For asking. You did great, great work at the bowl. Thanks, man. And the big wow. game. Big, the big, I'm sorry, at the, the big, big game. game. The big, the big game, game TM. The big game week. <laughs> big game trademark. <laughs> big wait, game wait, week. Wait, I didn't really notice. Did, were you, you, you could say Super Bowl in your videos, right? Or no? Could you not? I think so. She yeah. just referred to it as the SB, so people didn't know if it yeah. was her blog or. I don't get Someone that rule at one though. point asked us if we if we were um, Super Bowl nation, and I was like, "Well, today we are." <laughs> the rule the rule is that you can't you can you can use Super Bowl if you're covering it for like journalistic purposes, but if you're trying to like make money off it in some way, you have to call it, like, well, like those, really? videos, those videos aren't free. I well, no, but that. it's a journalistic thing. Like if you're a mattress store, you have to call it. Come to our. Sale for the big game. You're going to want to get some sleep the next day after the big game. It's just so weird. I did not know that. Yeah, you yeah. can't. I, but like, I don't, I don't get the point. It's like local blackouts. I never understood local blackouts because yeah. they didn't sell out the game. Like, well, okay. well that was to for, That's to force people to come to the stadium. That's yeah, why the Blackhawks never had TV coverage for, under Bill Wirtz for like a decade. It never makes any rational sense to me, though. Yeah. No, I don't think it, it works. I mean, like, Bill Wirtz <laughs> basically <laughs> killed the fan base. <laughs> like, I wasn't going to buy the mattress when he said big game, but now that he said Super Bowl in the ad, Tom hey, Brady's man. in the Super Bowl. I just don't understand why they do that, why they don't do, like, you know, come on down to Johnny was Johnny's Wing Hut. We're selling wings for the big game. Wink! <laughs> like, you just add that wink afterwards because we all know what it means. I like that that's what a wink sounds like. <laughs> wink! Wink! All right, guys. All right, Charlotte. Thanks, thanks. for coming, being on again. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Our thanks to Charlotte Wilder for coming back and telling many tales, dutifully avoiding Boston sports media controversy. Yeah. <laughs> classic classic Boston Homer. <laughs> the Homer, the, 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 she likes Homer, she said, so therefore. There you go. I mean, is, is it possible to be from Boston and not be a Homer? I feel like Bill Simmons kind of made that like popular, like the whole, you know, yeah. I love my team yeah. thing. I, th- I think he he made the world safe for that kind of writer. One might say that he was the harbinger of things to come when it comes to digital uh, writers and young writers who believe they can be forthright with their fandom. Harbingeringer. Yeah. Harbingeringer. Yep. Harbinger. Bill, we're going to need uh, 400 words about the Celtics. Larry Bird is a bit like Space Jam if you think about it. <laughs> Space Jam being one of the greatest movies of all time, Larry Bird being perhaps the best passer of all time, but also one of the best shooters of all time. Signs. Sports, Sports guy, guy 33. That's the part that bugs me is the 33. Like he's a grown-ass man who still uses Larry Bird's number in his Twitter thing. Like, come on, man. Come on, Bill. Bill, we're going to need uh, 500 words on the socioeconomic realities of modern-day Kosovo. Kosovo reminds me of Kevin McHale. You know, Kosovo, much like the Karate Kid Part 2. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> You know who uh, else is an amazing writer? Teen Wolf? Patrick Laine. <laughs>
Well, you know, actually, my uh, my father, he was a the original Teen Wolf in uh, Helsinki, Finland, and he uh, he would ride around on top of vans and he would uh, dance around and do flips because he was a he was a Finnish werewolf, but he never hurt anybody yeah. and he won a basketball game. Yeah, had a friend named uh, Miko Styles who used to wear sunglasses all the time, and he would tell Miko Styles to come and get him and put him inside the van, and he would play basketball all the time, and occasionally he would talk to his friend Miko Boof, uh, his girlfriend Miko Boof, and then they would go and have adventures as a Teen Wolf. I remember when I grew up, my friends, uh, they would always call me the Finnish Karate Kid. <laughs> and I was trained by a, uh, a a nice, kindly old man with many old cars. And he, he made me put the wax on the car and off the car. And uh, that, that, that made me uh, win the uh, uh, Helsinki Valley uh, Championship. And it was great. Uh, old man's name, of course, was Miko Miyagi, and he would always let me tri- trim the bonsai leaves and figure out how to do the bonsai very good. And then occasionally, you know, I'd be chased all around town by the local dojo, the uh, Cobra Kippersoff, and, uh, you know, do the thing. Play Call of Duty, that sort of thing. I, I, d- I remember watching the Celtics with my father <laughs> when Harry Bird stole the ball, and he laid it up to DJ, and he laid it in. And uh, I said, Daddy, I, I believe the Celtics are the best team in Boston. And he said, "He said, I hate you. I hope you don't grow up to constantly be like this. And then I played hockey, and it was all good. Patrick Laine wrote a piece for the Players' Tribune. No, he didn't! Hold on. <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. Sorry. It was called Winnipeg is Good. Which, again, <laughs> like, when it's called Winnipeg is Good, your first inclination is that, yeah, Patrick Laine probably wrote this. Uh-huh. That sounds very much like, like uh, Patrick, what do you want to name this piece you've written for the Players' Tribune? Winnipeg is Good. He's lived there for almost two years, right? Mm-hmm. So, This is in response to all the grief that Winnipeg's taken in the last uh, couple of uh, months. The San Jose Sharks saying mm-hmm. that it's a horrible place to live. I think they said that. It's too dark and the Wi-Fi is terrible. Isn't this a thing also our good friend Ilya Brzgalov once said? Didn't he have a problem with it, Winnipeg, if I remember correctly? Ilya, do you, uh, are you looking forward to the Coyotes uh, potentially relocating to uh, Winnipeg? Winnipeg has no parks! <laughs> He's very cold! Bears everywhere. Bear men wear bears to the men who become bears when there is full moon. No place to hide, for there are no parks, no trees. A subterranean world of chuds who walk around. Chuds. Of, always wearing their Celani jerseys and very not good and very bad and do not want to leave there. And then Patrick Laney walks in and says, um, actually, my, my grandfather was a person who came here to visit me once and he, he said the bears were nice. He fed the bears. The bears were very cool. And uh, I, I love my grandfather very much because he invented the James Bond series. Patrick Laine said in the Players' Tribune in his story, Winnipeg is good. <laughs> Winnipeg is good. Uh, my, my Wi-Fi gets sick, but Wi-Fi is so important. It may be the most important thing. People sometimes ask me about my favorite city to visit on the road. I tell them the same thing every time. Whichever one has the fastest internet, the hotel, for example, Los Angeles, we play the Kings. I want to stay downtown. We don't know what the hotel is called, but it doesn't matter. The Wi-Fi is very fast, which is very great for me and my roommate, Nick. We're on Call of Duty all the time on the road. <laughs> and then later on, he says... Story. My schedule on off days is pretty simple. Wake up, eat with mom. Yes, I live with my mom. I would explain. Go to practice, practice and work out. Go home, turn on my PlayStation and game. Solve uh, a cure for cancer. Put out many fires of the fire engine. <laughs> fire <I was> engine. <laughs> um, Jesus, God. So, uh, How long ago did we do the live show in Philly? Was that like a month at this point? It was like a month ago, yeah. Like that was a month ago. And I remember being on, we were on stage. We were talking about how we're from Jersey and people make Jersey jokes yeah. all the time. Yeah. And like. Seriously, if we had to spend all of our free time defending New Jersey, 
Like we we we'd never get anything done. Be... And Winnipeg is still doing this a month later based on a thing from. Uh, it's just so. Uh, what happened was that so Patrick Liney's Players Tribune thing dropped on February sixth and really changed the world. <laughs> Uh, the Players Tribune tweets out, Hey everyone, Patrick Liney has a message for you. Winnipeg is good. Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. A fun read, courtesy Patrick Liney. Uh, and then and then so on and so forth. Uh, Patrick Liney's Players Tribune article made me love the man somehow even more. Um, uh, Patrick Liney's personality in full display in the Players Tribune article. And then Scott Billick. Uh, who is... <laughs> is he the guy that cracked the code? <laughs> He's the Winnipeg Jets correspondent and a uh, for the Winnipeg uh, Sun. He also works for Pro Hockey Talk with a good friend, Sean Leahy. Tweeted this out. Re-Players Tribune story. <laughs> Patrick Laine says someone came to interview him and that was it. He didn't write it, nor has he read the finished product. <laughs> so, listen... But we like, all have a devil's bargain with the Players Tribune. We all know how it works. Lozo yes. and I, most people in media know people that have worked for the, tri- the Players Tribune and how the sausage is made. Everybody does, though. No, it's a bit of a magician's trick to have a player actually come out and say, uh, I didn't really write anything. But like, I, I would never would think to ask them that because I thought we all knew at this point. You Did know? we, though? You know? Like, hey, Chris Hemsworth, are you really Thor? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's pretending. I get that. <laughs> Jesus. In this case, like, there were people that are just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. You know, God bless Patrick Laine for coming up and standing up for the city of Winnipeg and the good people there and their Wi-Fi. Maybe the Wi-Fi sucks and they haven't read the Players' Tribune in two years. <laughs> Maybe the Sharks had a point. They're like, uh, they're like Patrick, tell us uh, about this, this screed you've written in defending our fair city. I did not write it. It was a thing where I talked to somebody for a few minutes, and then all of a sudden, my grandfather invented ghostwriting back in Helsinki in 1904, <laughs> and I just uh, went along with what he did. So, in a roundabout way, the Players Tribune article that made Patrick Laine even more endearing to everybody was not written by Patrick Laine, and yet Patrick Laine is now even more endearing to everybody for having <laughs> pulled back the curtain and revealed the little man with the typewriter in back of it. But wait, has Winnipeg now turned against him because they found out he didn't actually read or write that? You know what I mean? Like, are they mad because, like, it's a lie? Oh, yeah. They're going to throw his tracksuit in the uh, hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like now, someone, now someone from San Jose is going to be like, see, I told you Winnipeg isn't good because this guy lies. And then there'll be another Players' Tribune story from Blake Wheeler where Blake Wheeler's like, oh, excuse me. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little gassy. Belch Wheeler. <laughs> I just hate this story so much. I hate it, I hate it so much. All right. I hate it so goddamn much. You know, Winnipeg is cold. You know what else is cold? Um... I don't know what. That box of Blue Apron stuff you get because they have those big old ice packs in it. Yes. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery system in the United States. If you've listened to a podcast, you've probably heard of Blue Apron. It delivers fresh pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes that can be cooked in under 45 minutes right to your door. And while many people know about it, many don't know about the types of meals you eat when you cook with Blue Apron. You ready, Lozo? Mm Mm-hmm. Strip steaks with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens. Oh, yeah. A steakhouse-inspired favorite with a delicious twist. Chili-infused maple syrup, my friend. Wait. Steak and maple syrup in one meal? Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Uh, Incredible non-GMO ingredients and new chef-designed seasonal recipes every week. Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. I cooked up uh, a chicken dish the other night that I really enjoyed. 
um, that had sort of a glaze, like an orange glaze mm. on it. It wasn't mm. orange chicken. No. Oh. But it was like a, a, a an ancho chili orange glaze on the outside mm-hmm. of it. It was really, really tasty. I'm with you. And also, I cooked some broccoli in the oven, and it turned out good instead of burnt. So good on Blue Apron for telling Ooh, me how long I have to... broccoli in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good on Blue Apron for telling me how long to cook it for. Uh, Blue Apron is uh, treating Puck Soup listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com. Is that $30 or 30%? $30. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I don't want. To, I don't want to have to hear like the the people people be like, yeah, you guys owe us ten thousand dollars. Check out this week's menu and get thirty dollars off your first <laughs> uh, off your Blue Apron uh, purchase. BlueApron.com slash Puck Soup. Blue Apron. It's a better way to cook. And again, like I, if you enjoy cooking and and as we've often talked about, you go to the supermarket and you over purchase stuff. Blue Apron gives you everything you need, and it's really good. It's a it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olympics start this week. Opening ceremonies are on uh, Friday. Do you care about the Winter Olympics this year? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm in a different boat because I'm this is the first Olympics, Olympics in the last four or five that I've not covered, and I, I definitely have some FOMO. I saw some photos from my old friends at Yahoo there who were there doing the thing. Being on site for it is it's like Winter Classic syndrome. Like being on site for it's awesome. Yeah, looking in on the outside with the time difference, I'm not as psyched as I normally would be. Well, the gold medal game is supposed to be at 1 a.m., right? Whatever day it is. Like, I can deal with that. I can watch that if it's like a U.S., Canada, U.S., Sweden thing. I'll stay up for that. But, mm. I mean, I'm not watching Howard Robin games. I'm not going to do that. But I'm not a huge Olympics guy. I like the winter way more than summer. Summer Olympics are terrible. Like, people are tweeting for hours on end about fucking horse dancing. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, why do we care? Like, which uh, country has the best horse sir, dancers? Sir, it's called dressage. Dressage. I believe. Dressage. Does that mean you have a fucking... It fucking makes me so mad. Winter like, Olympic sports uh, ranked top five. Here we go. Figure mm. skating one, right? No, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. You don't, like, you don't watch figure skating? Uh, I like curling. I like the speed skating. Um, hockey, obviously. Like some of the skiing stuff I'll, I'll watch. But like, yeah. I have a theory why curling hasn't caught on here in the States. I know that it's, it's sort of like bigger now and kitschier and i know that people in like minnesota and north dakota instead of like going bowling they go curling or whatever but like you know how you go to the movies to see people that look like gal gadot and not necessarily to see people who look like paul giamatti i Mm. feel like curling suffers the same problem in what way in the way that i look at a curler and i see myself but i want to see someone who looks like (laughs) Oh, you know. Oh, because you because the, they're yeah. not. I want to see someone who looks like they're not athletes. Like what you're Michael Phelps, you know, like an athlete. So, so you're you're more into the ripped bods than I'm, you are. I'm saying the, the guy I was watching last night in mixed nature. curling had a, a a mustache that looked like he had been growing it since Have middle school. Have you seen school. Phil Kessel with no shirt on? Come on, man. And and also this. Well, that's why he was left off at of Team USA. It doesn't fit the physical ideal. It probably. And then is. also he had a kind of a belly over his belt. Good for him. And it, I don't, I Living think that's dream. why, I don't think that's, I think that's why it, it doesn't catch on here. That should make it more relatable. People themselves in the Olympics. No, that's, that's, that's everything in entertainment. We always want to see ourselves up there. You want to live vicariously through every sport has dudes like that, like football, linemen, basketball, I mean, everyone in basketball. Yeah, pretty but those are the exceptions to the rule in those sports. We, we all like everyone Phil. Everyone curling is fat. Because we all know that Phil doesn't look like Ovech. Well, okay. Phil doesn't look like. Uh, who would be the ideal, the physical ideal right now? Who's the specimen? Um, Sagan, I guess, or somebody no. like that, right? No. Most hockey dudes aren't really big and jacked, though. Like, I remember that was the first time I covered hockey. I was so jarred by that. Like, Nick Lidstrom 
is a perfectly physically fit human being. You would ever see him be like, oh, what's up with that? But like, he's just like a wiry sort of guy. Like, it's, you it's, don't need to be jacked. It's always been my opinion that one of the reasons Rick DiPietro kept on getting hurt was because he was too jacked. That guy had a fucking shit brick house body. Oh, did he? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, he I, was built. But yeah. my point is, is that everybody in curling looks like that dude with the mustache I that saw last night. can't be true. You need to have exceptions. You need to have a guy who looks like yeah, but they're not John Ham, and I, then and then there's also a guy who looks like me. Boy, I had no idea how you how you viewed sports through that brain of yours. What do you mean? Like you're you're watching sports and you're like, yeah, he's good and all, but I wouldn't do him. Don't you think that darts would be more popular if the people throwing darts <laughs> darts look like? <laughs> fucking bob the goon from batman and instead they look like you know john ham like that like that should make your that should make like the whole gold medal olympic thing more attainable to you and more like realistic and more easy to connect with are you saying because they look like me i should feel like i can win a gold medal because i could sweep in front of a rock but they don't yeah like there's people i i gotta watch curling more closely because i feel like you're imputing the entire curling world by based on the american team yeah We lost to Canada yesterday, didn't we? Didn't we blow it in the last end? We were happened? playing Russia in the in, in the mixed uh, series. I don't know if that's who we lost to or not. I could have sworn I saw this morning we lost to Canada. I don't know if it was men's, women's, mixed or whatever. Are there men's, women's, and mixed? I, I mean, know. listen, I find there to be something appealing about normal, everyday Joes sure. getting a chance at Olympic glory because they can sweep in front of a rock and make it go fast. And they're basically playing shuffleboard. It's great. I love the sweeping part of it when they scream at each other. At the same time, when I watch the Olympics, I'm looking. I'm more impressed by seeing athletes do something that I can't do. And now here's the part where somebody, you know, tweets and like, "I'll take you curling. I'll show you how hard it is." I'm sure it's very hard to sweep in front of a rock. Yeah, curling's hard as hell, man. You got to like, like obviously, you and I, as we've come to realize, we're, we're shuffleboard champions. We've defeated the best Canada has to offer in various bars throughout the area. But now. It's Olympic time. So the Olympics are great. The Olympics are, they're fine enough. Winter, winter, or winter over summer. Oh, by the way, to finish my top five, figure skating, hockey. Down, downhill skiing. Ski jumping is cool too. Ski jumping is good too. I'm not a fan of like luge, skeleton, or bobsled. Yeah, like those are tough. But it's like, you know what? That's like the hardest shot in the NHL skills where like, yeah, they have the little timer thing there yeah. that tells you where they're plus minus, but it's just like a rocket ship going down a thing. Like, also, Yeah, it's exa- I feel like it's like w- watching a matchbox car on one of those plastic yeah. uh, loopy loops that you get. The, the the dirt box, not dirt box. What's it called? A dirt box? A dirt box. Soapbox rigging. <laughs> soapbox. <laughs> Box. What, you don't have dirt boxes? <laughs> boxes filled with dirt? Sounds like a real Taylor, Taylor Ham uh, pork rolls dirt box. The Trent fucking uh, whatever, the baseball team. Yeah. They're the pork roll. Hulk, I know. I hope that team, goes, I hope that team goes under. Dead to me. I'm mad. Yeah, South Jersey. <laughs> the question of the week for all of you was what city would you like to see most have a championship celebration? We tried to keep it open-ended so it wasn't just hockey, but most of them I think are pretty much hockey. Well, somebody said Mexico City. <laughs> okay, that's not hockey. I don't know what's going to happen there for, I guess, like the Mexican national team, soccer. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, James Palmer says, Winnipeg, uh, so it can rain on that parade, vindicating the Sharks and thumbing Paul Maurice's nose on the best day of his life. <laughs> so he's predicting wow. bad weather for the eventual Winnipeg Stanley Cup this in year. In June? Mm-hmm. I mean, Winnipeg in June is probably fine. Matt Slater says, Buffalo, you think the Bills Mafia is crazy? Just give that city one championship and see what happens. See, we have Pat Clark and a lot of people said Vegas, and I'm I'm totally on board because Vegas, the way the strip is set up with all the overpasses and places to stand, it's like it's like the ideal 
and like all the casinos and everything. It's the perfect place for a parade. Austin, so great. Austin Stewart says, honestly, the coyotes would be pretty funny. Like four guys show up to watch the most mediocre parade. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them want to buy the team. <laughs> They're just waving money at the at the players. Oh, uh, God. Vancouver, uh, Vegas. Everyone said oh, Sudbury Thunder Bay from Mike Camuto. <laughs> I was a fan of this one. Uh, Chris in the six says Philly because who wouldn't want to see Claude Giroux with a shit eating grin based on what we've seen in Philly in the last 24 hours? Why? 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 why would... they have somebody ate dog shit? Oh, shit or, eating. Or horse, gr- horse shit it was, right? I don't think the guy really did. I don't think he really did either. Still. Content. Exactly. <laughs> it was good content. Uh, the Leafs for Patrick Marlowe from four paws up for hockey. Mm. Like Patrick Marlowe is on pace for like 35 points this year. No one's talking about that. Michael Atkinson says Miami just to see what incentives they provide to increase the number of spectators. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you own part of the Miami Marlins if you just come on out to the parade. Tom says uh, we threw a party for a first round win. So imagine what it would be like if the Whalers won the cup. So definitely Hartford. <laughs> see, th- see, this one bugs me. This, one, this, this guy says Montreal. Not just because I'm a fan, but as Marek has said, they do that stuff right in two places, Buckingham Palace and the Bell Center. Yeah, because... No, no do other... people forget about what happened in Montreal when they won the Cup? I mean... No, they, were, like... they were Vancouver before Vancouver was Vancouver. Right, and like this idea that only two places can do things awesomely, and one of them is the birthplace. Come on. Come on. Devils had a parade in their parking lot. It was the fantastic. Devils had three parades in their parking lot. Do you remember, though, at one point there was talk about the Devils... Uh, doing a Stanley Cup celebration, a whistle stop tour through New Jersey on a, on, a, on New Jersey Transit. I don't know that. Yeah, there was a, a, some talk of that at one Which point. Which one? Which cup? Probably the second one because they're like, we can't do this shit in a parking lot again. We got ridiculed like nobody's fucking business. Fucking parking lot was hilarious. I loved it, man. I thought all th- they what they bought the cup in on a, in a helicopter that one time. They actually had a full parade and like convertibles and sports cars around the edge of the swamp yeah like it was great it was that was the first time because i was like 17 that was the first time i realized like all hockey players pretty much have like the hottest wives ever boy howdy i couldn't i could like i could not get over claude i was like wow claude lemieux oh my uh, wow stefan riche oh my god is this like a, and then yeah as you get older you realize yeah that's but according to you there if their wives were frumpier then you'd want to be a hockey player more because you could relate more to the hockey players. No, as as an unattractive man, I, I, I related way more to the hockey players than, than anybody else. I was like, wow, this is great. If only my, my town had a hockey program growing up. All right. Well, that is another epic episode of Puck Soup. Our thanks to uh, Charlotte Wilder for coming in and uh, telling us many things about the Super Bowl and such. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me at Wyshynski on Twitter. And you can find all of my writings at ESPN.com. Slash Greg hyphen Wyshynski. Slash like Greg a- hyphen Wyshynski. Then there's an umlaut. And then also <laughs> a schwa. But so mostly just go to ESPN.com and click on NHL and you can find my stuff there. Is it, is it work now where like you can click on your name, like your your byline, and then it takes you all your stuff? I remember trying to do that with like Pierre Lebrun back in the day and it would take me to like everything. Like here's like an AP wire story on like the Winnipeg Jets line combinations and the more. Like, I was just like, I just, just take me to the notes. No, that's about right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to do all other stuff. You know where I am. You, right, you know who I am. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Today's episode of Puck Soup was sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ believes that the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. So they use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people, including runners 
cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and generally people that aren't me. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq slash soup. That's healthiq.com slash soup. Or mention the promo code SOUP when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Again, if you're a healthy person and you are health conscious and you're doing the right things in life that don't involve eating an entire box of Girl Scout cookies at one in the morning because you, quote, need writing fuel, like maybe some of us do. At one in the morning. <laughs> you could secure lower rates on your health insurance. Or sneakers. By going to healthiq.com slash soup. That's healthiq.com slash soup. And that's how you get your free quote. Sticks and hits and goals and saves and slap shots and goons. We've got sportly commentary to what if you commute. But we also cover movies, TV shows, hits and tunes. It's your weekly bowl of hockey and nonsense. Box soup.